didn't say it was an underwear commercial. I said there was underwear involved. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hello, hello. I'm. <laughs> That one really threw me off. I like. I thought I was caught in a space-time continuum for a second. I was like, "What is? I feel what is happening?" We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. You copycat. Uh, how you guys doing? How's everybody? Good. Everybody's good. Great. Um, this is not our first recording in the new year. Uh, that no. has already happened. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird because we are recording two episodes in a week, which we don't usually do. Yeah. And so it's kind of messing with my brain. Me just too. a just a little bit, but how how is everybody? How's everybody doing? Good. I'm glad to see that you know 2020 ended and 2021 started off perfectly. So you know that's <laughs> right. Great. Nothing going on in the news. <laughs> uh, not, nothing for us to comment on. Everyone's uh, just, happy. Whoever has said it can't get worse. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. Just keep your mouth closed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nate's so- husband had one of the sweet had one of the fu- nicest tweets I've ever seen in my life though. Where. Uh, he just basically said, I love all of you. And yeah, then he, he said, quit quit scrolling down for the sake of your mental health or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He basically said, I'm out. I love you guys. I'm out for a bit, um, which I think is really healthy. And I, I've seen several people do that. And yeah. and honestly, you know, this is an okay place to say this, I think. Um, I don't tweet anything political on Mm-mm. Twitter anymore. Uh, I did before 2016. Basically, the sum of my political tweets was love each other. Uh, have healthy discussions, you can believe differently and still, you know, that kind of stuff. The problem is, I think I started to recognize that just Twitter has no way to include nuance, no way to include, uh, you know, intention. And so anything you put out there becomes fodder, right? Like anything you put out there becomes part of the quote unquote war. And I'm just not a warrior. I'm a lover. Like, I just, that's not my my goal. I so, agree. So I just don't put anything out there. It's not that I'm scared to talk with you about what I believe politically. It's just yeah. that that's not the place for it for me. I agree. I don't think you can have a, yeah, I agree. I agree totally, 100%. But I do find it interesting that there's a whole new trend I see where it's, if you're not tweeting, you get called out. That's <laughs> But that's but again that that is part of tribalism. Th- that yeah, is it, that it is. is the thing of if you're not for us, you're against us, and then that turns into if you're silent, you're against us, and yes. that's that that is tribalism. That is that is cultural war. That is division, and that's just that's just not who I am. So yeah, yeah trying I, to I egg you keep... out of your trying to egg you out. Yeah, and get pick you a to side. Say pick a side, yeah. and it's like yeah. I mean, or we could have no. a conversation about what we believe and what we think is right, and you know, not treat each other as enemies like but that's, you will tweet out your five favorite rock albums and then i discovered <laughs> and then i discovered aaron has only listened to five rock albums that's, right. that's the only explanation for jesus freak being on there <laughs> the best and the worst all on my list you know you're not you're not far no, off I, I, have a, I think it's beautiful everybody should i mean i love seeing everybody's opinions on stuff well, like course. that i think it's wonderful well, and I and I and I hadn't done one of those in a long time. One of my yeah. Fay Five uh, flurries, and to to have things pop up that I don't, I'm not like I'm not an expert on. That's one of my favorite things is to just say, "Hey, here's mine," mm-hmm. even though I'm not an expert on this. Um, and yeah, no, it's true. I, I lived a very sheltered life as far as music is concerned, um, and so 
you know, I think I had a couple Beatles albums on there. I had a Switchfoot album on there. Um, I think uh, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, uh, deserved to yeah, be in that conversation. I think you just named them all. And uh, and then of course Jesus Freak, had, which I will stand up for. I think that's an incredible album. But yeah, you had no, it it's perfectly fine. I was just joking around. You have Revolver, right? Wasn't that one of them? Yes, the Be- yeah. that's my favorite Beatles album. Yeah, it's a good what, album. Uh, what was the other one you had on there? Oh, I don't remember. It may have been Abbey Road. Um, yeah, maybe. But I do love the Beatles. So. And I've never I've never listened to Switchfoot other than like the the songs everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. That they're they're they're. A couple of huge hits. That beautiful letdown album, I think, is their best album, and it's just it's incredible. Um, and the, they're, they're just, the one. What's their big song or one of their big songs? It's the. I mean, dare, dare you, you to, to move? Yeah, dare you to move was I think their biggest hit. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, nice little fun. Uh, nice little fun trail there. Right off the bat, we went from uh, politics to best rock albums without even a, not even hardly a breath. Twenty twenty one, baby. I'm just over here putting on lip balm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Pick a side, Danae. Yeah, Danae. Come on. Danae, silence Your is silence evil. Is, means you're the enemy. I love puppies. There you go. You mm, picked. You a picked a one. tough. You picked a tough side there. All right. Let's get into the puppies. inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're gonna take a look at the videos from the week. The process of sending them. How we felt about the uh, show movie. Or commercial in general. Uh, yeah, welcome to our brand new channel, Commercial Sins. Woo-hoo! Okay, moving on. <laughs> now, that was good. I'm so, so I'm so sorry. I spaced. Yeah, yay. <laughs> no, I'm really excited about Commercial Sins. Commercial Sins is awesome. We've been like, we've been. God, how long has it been since we've been talking about this? It's been a minute. Mm, spring, probably spring. Yeah. Um, in earnest, it's in obviously, works. it's something we've we've chatted about before that. But as far as in earnest, like figuring it out, it's it's yeah. been a bit. When I was first hired, it was something that was floating around for like, hey, now that you're on the team, yeah. maybe you know you could help with this kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't know what to do, but yay, <laughs> I'm here for it, and I haven't been helpful at all. Just to be fair. Untrue. Untrue. That is a lie. I've been on the scale of helpful. <laughs> I'm on the lower <laughs> tier. Um, but I say that just because I remember it being part of conversations, I think like even in October mm-hmm. of like 2019. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been on the agenda for a while. Having ideas is one thing. Bringing them to life is another. So. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing. I mean, and finding time to do that because uh, we are busy. Yeah, uh, contrary. Still I don't the know if six that's of popular us. belief that we're not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This this means that now we're putting out five videos every week consistently. If music video sins ever does more, and then that goes up, you know. So like we're putting out a lot of content plus all the podcasting that we do. So we're mm-hmm. just continuing to be. We love putting out content, and here's another little uh, avenue for us to have some fun, and yeah. we're really excited about it. Uh, we do have a Twitter account. You can go follow that at Commercial Sins mm-hmm. on and Twitter. Sub to the channel; it's going to be a lot of fun. Channel. And you should watch. You should watch half of a TV Sins video, then go over to Commercial Sins, <laughs> watch that, and, and then, then go come back and watch the second half of the TV. Makes perfect sense. Video. Makes it's perfect a sandwich. sense. It's a cinema. It's a Sins sandwich. That's right. In fact, you could we- do it with Cinema Sins too, because it could be like if the Cinema Sins was on regular TV. What we're gonna do? What we're gonna honestly? What we're gonna do uh, sometime soon is to promote commercial sins 
we're going to run a ad for the commercial sins channel after a roll commercial sin in a TV sins video. Nice. I think that is going to be so much fun. And then when the narrator <gasps> come be, back and be like, wait, do I what? really have that power? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that just means we need to make a promo for commercial sins channel. That's very commercial. Like, right. Yeah, and totally. Still, it needs the, to feel like a commercial. And yeah. we're still going to get a, we sold out uh comment. <laughs> oh, in the 100%. YouTube video. <laughs> We sold out to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that would <laughs> be super funny. So next time, since since we have, you know, the, we write on a lot of the TV sin stuff, you know, the next time you have a roll commercial sin in the middle, like towards the middle of a TV sin, that'd be a perfect place just to be like, hey, let's throw a promo in here and you can write it right in. So yeah, fun times. Well, you know, like those, there's those um, scripts where we're so excited to have a roll commercials moment mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. So it would be also genuinely hilarious if it, if it happened like three like, or four times during the same video <laughs> you might be just, testing people's patience at that point no, but if it happened in the first like 10 seconds no you know actually actually three times would be kind of funny <laughs> like the, the narrator would be kind of like the second time would be like uh i guess roll commercials Guys. again <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna have some fun with that that's yeah. for sure yeah um but what if it happened it every time from here on out that the narrator said roll commercials <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we just uh, talked about not creating more work <laughs> right yeah no it, it would have to be like a five second kind of promo kind of thing or what less if it was yeah. just like a two second thing where it's just like sub to our channel and it just like had a little pop-up <laughs> welcome to welcome to the sins team brainstorm session live on oh a podcast gosh. uh let's get this into this is what you this is what you come here for That's this right. is the behind this is truly behind the you, sins this is, stuff yeah this is literally behind the scenes behind the sins stuff right now uh we're gonna get into it and we will start with commercial sins uh this is a jeremy scott uh episode of commercial sins written about the Charmin commercial <laughs> heinie's clean um, and narrated by Chris. And narrated by Chris. Welcome, Chris, uh, the Chris narrator. Um, unfortunately, the first narrator who doesn't have an R. Uh, in well, I guess there's one right there at the beginning. The uh -huh. narrator. <laughs> the narrator. The narrator. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, love hearing Chris's narration on this. Lots of fun. Um, video itself is fun. I, usually, we talk about the thing we're sending before. I have to tell you, we can still do that. Maybe even talk about like the product. Or something like that. I don't know what it would be. I just will tell you, I don't see commercials. So this is all new to me. Like, and, and especially one that deals with underwear. Like, you know, this, this is... is... Under, it's not underwear. <laughs> this is not an underwear commercial, Well, there's Aaron. definitely underwear involved uh, as this I watch the video. This is toilet paper. This is how little you watch commercials. That, <laughs> it's true. It is true. This is definitely now, not Charmin, something that you should have control of. Yeah. Charmin does not make underwear. Although... No. That sounds like an interesting idea. Like, you I'm know. just saying there's a lot of underwear sins in the in the video itself. Like right, underwear that has toilet paper in it already. This, so you're this just kind of... Cutting out the middleman. This sense. goes to a point, though, in that commercials in general, sometimes you'll watch it. Most of the time you'll watch it and you will not remember what the ad is for. You remember what happened yes. in the commercial, but you're not entirely sure what the ad is for. Sure. Now, there's some that are really obvious, like, for example, Doritos. They make it pretty obvious. But yeah. let's say it's like an insurance or even a car commercial. Sometimes at the end you don't even know what is being well, advertised to you. I was going to say those Geico commercials that are very popular, 
are a great example of that. I never remember their for Geico. I just remember, yeah. oh, hey, that commercial with tag team doing scoop. There it is. You know, no, or I thought you were talking about the Geico lizard, which I know of just because well, of they the- do that still too. But a lot of the Geico ads, they just do, they're just, they're, they're very, they're very funny and they're very random things. Like there's, there's this one recently where like they go, they cut to, you remember tag team, the group tag team, they did the song oop there it is, whoop, or is it oop there it is? Whoop. Isn't it whoop, whoop there, there it is? There it is. Thank yeah. you. But they're scooping ice cream. So they're doing a, you would love this, Aaron. Okay. So they're doing a song called Scoop There It Is. It's very funny. Wonderful. And I was trying Wonderful. to explain this to my wife the other day. And she's like, what is the commercial for? And I was like, I do not remember. And I had, <laughs> I had to think about it. And I was like, oh yeah, it was a Geico ad. So, well, I, what I was going to say is I'm aware of the, the Geico gecko, and that's actually an example of advertising done right, where your brand name is attached to the thing that people remember, right? Like that's, that to me is advertising done right, where you do know what the commercial is for, because you know, it's the Geico lizard, like it's the gecko. The cavemen were Geico too, right? Oh, I don't know. Again, I I have to shut up because I don't know commercials. Here's the problem. Aaron is already pointing out the issue. He watched it. And he didn't even know it was for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it was Charmin. I, yeah, I kind of knew what was going no, on. No, you're like, guys, this is an underwear commercial. I didn't say it was an underwear commercial. <laughs> I said there was underwear involved. Let's just get into it. Uh, who wants to start with some sins? Well, that that's one of my favorite sins because, yeah, parents would not even. I mean, you know, you're, it's not your favorite thing to pick up dirty underwear, but you it's do it. It's not an you issue. It is, yeah, it's Listen, not, by that point, you have wiped their butts like you've cleaned out their holes like at that point there's there's what do you you're gonna be scared of their underwear that's really weird to me yeah exactly so that was that was one of my that was one of my favorite and the other thing i really loved was uh just talking about how big the bathroom is especially where at the end where he walks away and that is i've never noticed that before i've seen this commercial a million times and I've never noticed that he walks in like the opposite direction of what would probably be like the door. <laughs> and it's like, where, where are you going? going? And these are bears. How big is this bathroom? Yeah, this red bear family. I thought they did their stuff in the hell. woods. I thought that was the joke. Well, they have they have in other Charmin commercials. This was there are other Charmin commercials where they're the bears are outside and the know. toilet paper is on a branch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to know how Charmin came up with the bears. Like I just, I, that's a, I think that maybe got a lot right? of hair back there. The point is, is that the, the toilet paper does its job even on crusty bear hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks today. The, the, lit- the literal dingle bear ease. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lit- literal. Yeah. Literally. Dingle berries. I can't believe they didn't have that in the script. What, yeah, cannot what, believe. What's, come on, Jeremy. Um, I like the crotch sweat pee drizzle. Should I go on? Mm-hmm. And then also another sin about underwear. I should mention. Okay, continue. <laughs> and also, um, the this uh, red bear family is filthy rich, which we mentioned because of the bathroom size. Going into also bears aren't red. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just mentioning something that should be so clearly obvious. Yeah, they yeah. probably could be tinted red. There's got to be like a variety of bear color, and but mm-hmm. they're not—they're definitely not bright red bears. Right. Yes. That's a little too far. Speaking of color, um, there was a sin that, that mentioned periwinkle paint, and just the specific mm-hmm. the 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 specific mention of the color periwinkle um, for whatever reason made me giggle. Um, the sixty thousand dollar BMW is proven to perform better on the street than a used ninety ninety five Camry with two hundred fifty thousand miles. This is such a great example of why advertising is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the comparisons that they make. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about bathroom storage 
because it felt like the narrator was upset that they had like toilet paper rolls stacked above their toilet. But yeah. that that is something we do. We what? like we stack ten rolls of toilet paper above the toilet. On the back we, of the toilet? Yeah, we have a little shelf there oh, that has a bunch okay. of toilet paper. Like okay. I didn't realize that was sinnable. Now I feel like I need to put them in under the <laughs> um, sink or something. We have we yeah, we don't I mean, I guess we have done that, but we don't stack like the whole thing. Like maybe we put like an extra roll back there because we're almost out of the one. We do. We have, yeah, we have three bathrooms, and we just we divvy them up and put them right right behind the, the toilet on the huh. shelf. We have like That's a okay. little con- thing that you can put them in, or we just put them in the closet and the towel closet, linen yeah. closet, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely toilet paper hiders in our home. They're yeah, either under too. the sink or they're in hmm. a cabinet hmm. under the sink. Wow. Or if you go to my grandmother's house, she has that adorable old lady thing where they've created a single roll. A knit, like a knitted roll knit holder. Holder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a thing. That you kind of like, you open, like you pop the top off and, and the rolls underneath it. And right. It's, it's perfectly roll shaped. Everyone knows what's inside there. Right. But maybe it's keeping it from, you know, I don't know. Contamination. Contam. Yep. 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 We don't I'm want to start. has like a more updated one where it's like a metal container and it's like connected to the, whatever you call the, where the toilet roll hangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've and got you one just, of those pop it open and there's like two rolls of toilet paper in there mm-hmm. yeah see it can be nearby um well i think that's all of us i think we've all kind of gone through it uh very excited to add commercials uh to our list of things this is going to be we'll a be lot of fun because there's so many different i mean you're it's unlimited again it will all be new to me um i genuinely don't watch commercials i dvr everything including sports including live events i always watch them on delay and fast forward through the commercials so um, I think a lot of people do, but I but I still think there's a lot of commercials out there that people know well, and um, yeah. with YouTube well, especially, and older commercials can be sent. See, that's Saturday the, Night Live commercials. That's the thing. I also, whenever I subscribe to a streaming service, I subscribe to the commercial free version. Um, I do YouTube Premium, so I don't see YouTube ads. Like it's. Yeah, I just, I don't have commercials in my life, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting for me. Um, I'll be like Danae when we get to movies. Um. <laughs> Well, speaking of television, let's move into our TV sins for the week. Uh, we kicked it off with Family Guy, Da Boom. This was a Hughes Watkins uh, script, and uh, congratulations, guys! You made it funny. This is uh, there's some good stuff here. Um, is this a? I guess this is a popular episode of this. I mean, it's an early episode. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I really out of the ones we've done, I guess is the third one we've done. This was the least funny by a lot. Um, yeah. I continue to not enjoy Family Guy. No, right. I just not. I'm. It's not a very good show in my opinion. But I'm just saying this was even worse than like the two we've done before. I guess. Yeah, yeah I. I think Seth's humor. I talked about this last week with Ted and and things like that. But I just the the humor of it all. I just don't really enjoy it. And so watching Family Guy, trying to find a way to enjoy it is not. It's just not happening for me. It's not. It's he's not sinking with with my vibe. Um, and the 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 one thing that I would say is the chicken fight in this one was very annoying in the moment, but kind of like a oh, that was that was actually probably my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> After you watch the whole thing, yeah, you're After, like, oh, yeah, wait, that wasn't exactly. that bad. Yeah, once you see the whole episode, then that part shines, which <laughs> is absolutely a sin. Right. For yeah. some reason, that guy, the way he was he was recommending him get the, I can't remember what he said when he made the chicken sound, but that made me want chicken tenders. Yeah. Cluck, cluck. <laughs> cluck, mm-hmm. cluck. I mean, when do, I, don't you I want don't chicken know. tenders? 
It's not terrible. It's after watching Doctor Who. It it might be terrible. Dare you? <laughs> how you, I know you're trolling me, but how <laughs> dare you? We are moving anyway. into the video itself now, and I'm going to pick all Jonathan's sins. I'm not going to mention any of yours. <laughs> she compared it to Doctor Who. She said it's terrible, but oh. it's not Doctor Who bad. That's basically where she was heading. Uh, you have to pick between this and that Christmas special. I, I mean, this is only twenty minutes. It's not even a choice. It's the Christmas special. Sure, it's no. a little silly and cheesy, no. but it's not no. absolutely. It's not. This is only twenty-two minutes. <laughs> yes. So, that All right. alone. All right. I don't want to hear any more of this. this. I watched this episode several times. Uh, I had a lot of sins, but but I just had to. I was. I don't know. It was just crazy. Like because I don't watch Family Guy regularly, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this one, it's like they all become these, you know, weird people and everything is destroyed. But then at the end, the joke is you wake up and it was all a dream oh, situation. Oh, that was my favorite part. That actually was my favorite part, but go ahead. Which, <laughs> thank God for Jonathan explaining that to me sure. because I did not oh, understand a, that reference. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, The I, for, for the Dal- people that don't know about Dallas, that was... Uh, I, I mean, oh, that yeah. was so confusing because then I guess the, the, the indication is that nothing in this episode is canon. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this was 1999 also, so this is, you know, 20, 21 years ago. I think 21 years ago, more people knew what that was because, you know, that was only like, you know, 15 years removed or 13 years removed from it. And I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, now, I don't know was how many people would know it. Yeah. And I don't know how many times we need to say it. Uh, and again, it's not a defense. It's not an excuse. It's whatever. But I mean, we're going to talk again later about a movie that was made like nine years ago that yeah. has a bunch of stuff and then you're just like how does that how's that in there and then we're talking about something that was 21 years ago like yeah. it's just it's humor changes this, it's it is what it is and we don't need to explain one wasn't, it wasn't this one i mean i'm not saying there weren't problematic things in here there definitely were but it wasn't so much of that it was just it wasn't funny to me like sure. it was just the jokes that were being told were just i don't think they would have been funnier to me in 1999 now i will say the y2k stuff that's very dated um yeah. It, which is interesting because we did two Family Guy episodes recently, both centered around that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, here's some of the stuff I liked. Uh, I loved the running gag of Welcome to TV Sins. The first one was, I think, Welcome, Here's a Coupon, and then mm-hmm. Enjoy the Sushi While You're Here, I think, was the, the second one. Yeah, we one. worked on that one quite a bit. I, I, I really enjoyed those. Um, I, I love that that when somebody doesn't get what we do, our response is just like open arms and just like, you know... Welcome. Here's a bunch of amazing stuff. Um, uh, the uh, but whatever floats your boat tag on the Pennywise sin really made me laugh. Just that's just the perfect way to end a Pennywise sin. That, okay, so I mentioned last week I did an unintentional pun. Uh huh. That was that was it. I that was not intentional. Oh, that wasn't intentional. I, mm-mm, oh, mm-mm. it's so perfect. That just happened to be the phrase that I the expression I landed on because I was just like, what you know, whatever works for you, mm-hmm. and I just happened to do float your boat, and then you put in the notes, this is perfect, and I was like, yeah, it is. But no, it was. <laughs> there was no intention behind That's that. Great. I accidentally myself into a a funny ending yeah. to a nice, sin. nice. Yeah. 
I don't know if we're going to get to it in uh, keeping tabs, but I, I did want to mention I love the No One Wants Ponies television sin. Um, I did notice in the <laughs> comments there were, of course, people being like, I want ponies, which we knew there would be. Yeah, um, no, that was just kind of a general thing. Like, I started thinking about, like, the logistics of having a pony and, like, yeah. people really want this? Like, Yeah, even the people that think they want it don't want it. That's my thing. Like, you can think you want a pony, you don't want a pony. Well, my, my wife's family... On her dad's side, especially a lot of them have farms and they just they've I've heard over the last 15 years how difficult it is, you know, sure. having having animals like that, horses and cows and stuff and just being able to like just the simple things like getting a doctor to see them, you know, if there if there's anything that's needed. And it's just like the whole thing just sounds like a huge pain in the ass. Like, yeah, well, all pets are really um, <laughs> the, uh, I like puppies. <laughs> I do like puppies, but they they are not easy to take care of sometimes. No, they're not. No. Uh, the myth surrounding Twinkies, which is 100% a myth, is that they have no expiration date. This, yeah. however, does not mean they are indestructible or unable to be affected by radiation. <laughs> and then to finish, I will with... talk about that more in keeping tabs. By okay, the way. <laughs> okay, because it ends with "Don't ask me how I know this," and I was like, "So, first question: How do you know this?" <laughs> well, that, that part was more of a joke. I think Danae even rec- uh, suggested that because yeah. it was like, "How would you know? Like you've eaten a radiated Twinkie or something?" Right. Like, that right. was kind of that was that joke. But the the myth about that they're you know they last forever that's right that's what i did research on to make sure i wasn't wrong uh you laugh but this store already has its own show coming to disney plus in 2021 uh certainly made me laugh um but i am saying they seem to have forgotten about swords arrows axes rocks knives grandma's cooking and then getting cut off on trebuchets uh and then there were some beautiful comments that continued the list uh as well um (laughs) nice so i enjoyed that one too so great job guys uh what about you Danae? oh are you actually gonna let me oh okay um i <laughs> what? what are you talking about <laughs> earlier you're like i'm not gonna let you talk about your sins remember oh, oh yeah. no 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 i no, i was saying Doctor i'm Who only thing. going to mention that i love jonathan sins uh oh! you, you, did, you, you did not do a good job of that by oh the way. man <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the, that's the pain the pain yeah <laughs> no you um, did you did i this one was fun for me too because we we wrote one that was like we have a ladder hanging off the side of a semi we have no ladder hanging off of the semi uh and in the conversation process i learned that the way that aaron narrates these is different in my mind than how he sees it so it's kind of a clarification mm-hmm. yeah situation. we talked about that when that was on uh, cinema sins recently yeah it's more of an excitement thing like mm-hmm. we have a ladder oh we don't have a ladder mm-hmm. and i thought that it was like pointing something out very obvious like we have this we don't have this mm-hmm. and it was yeah. more of an obvious thing and right. so i'm just Aaron's- glad i'm just glad aaron remembers how we write these things usually because i always write it wrong and then he'll be like no this is how we do it it's it's with it it's without explicit consent or whatever yeah you know know where i got that from is is chris chris is like that i will write something like i I fell into writing um as as opposed to uh london ontario instead of um in case you confused it with yeah it's supposed to be in case you confused it with and I started doing as opposed to at some point and was just doing that. And Chris clarified it for me. I was like, that makes a lot of sense that those running gags should maintain like some semblance of sameness, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's why I kind of started thinking about that with other types of sins. But, yeah, I'm glad. Um, I also wrote uh, the this might be the funniest joke, which is also the sin. Um, that this might be the funniest thing. We kind of like referenced that earlier, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that take on it. Mm-hmm. Like laughing and almost removing a sin and then coming back in and like, nope, no, no, this is absolutely not happening. Um, and then pointing out that 
uh, Lois has been putting up with Peter regularly. And so how much worse could Randy Newman be? I really enjoyed that <laughs> yeah, one. That was funny. That was really funny. I did funny. actually like the Randy Newman bit too. That was kind of funny to me. <laughs> me? Yeah. Well, it's funny because the voice sounded like his singing sounded so familiar. It was... It was a it, it was a lot of flashing back to Toy like, Story like, for me. <laughs> that man and his family walking up to me or so I don't know. It was just yeah. It went on just the right amount of time. Yeah. I, yes, I agree. Uh, and then we got the great bit about Lois not letting her kids get an apple. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jonathan, did you have anything uh, else in the video? Uh, you guys got most of it. I I will say uh, the. Uh, Danae sinning that Peter would never be invited would ever be invited to a party in the first place made me laugh <laughs> and uh pyramid schemes I thought was yeah. very funny <laughs> yeah but yeah yep. no, it, was, it was fun all right let's move on to the office what Scott's tots um yeah we we've got uh, an office episode that uh as evidenced by Jeremy narrating it has been in the hopper for a while um, this is also a Hughes Watkins script. It's Hughes Watkins Day on t- on uh, Television Sense. Um, do you remember watching when did this we episode? Write this? <laughs> writing this? How long ago is this? Do you know? Eight My months, God. maybe. It has been a long time. It's it, been a really long time. So what's crazy is long enough that we had to rewatch to make sure all the jokes were relevant. Um, and we were like, well, good. This is horrible to say, but like, you know, the pandemic's still going. So I guess <laughs> these jokes still are relevant. Oh, unfortunately, yeah, those... you know, unfortunately, the jokes still make sense. This, this is, which I mean, I know it's obviously I learned afterwards, it's kind of known for this, but this was the first time I'd seen this episode. And this is like one of the most uncomfortable, like 23 minutes I've ever spent. Even office, yeah. watching, even office fans are anything. like, this is the worst. Yeah. I saw yeah. somebody say Phyllis's wedding was yeah. way worse, which means I never want to watch that. So <laughs> I hope we don't send that one. Yeah, that was uh, something that I enjoyed also going into the comments and reading how people were receiving this one because it yeah. is it was physically aching to watch this one. And my hatred of this show was already pretty high. And so going in and watching this one, I just I cannot yeah. I can't be well, a fan of this show. Because it's just horrible. Um, but before we continue on, we uh, the the script final script was mm-hmm. due on April twenty fifth. There you go. Oh, wow. So that's about right. Yeah, eight or nine so months. It's been a long, um, a long time. Almost a, yeah, because that's that'll be what yeah. So like eight, uh, nine months. I guess eight months. Um, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do dates. Um, <laughs> I don't know how now, to date. I will say conceptually, like I, I mean, because it, it very much fit with the Michael Scott character that he would get so caught up in something that he would promise these kids something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like that totally fits that character. But the idea that he would let that fester for, (laughs) for 10 years, Mm -hmm. that's just, I, that's, that's hard to get past and it's, it's hard to sit through. And then on top of that, you have this terrible B plot with, uh, with, uh, Dwight trying to screw over Jim and it would never work. I mean, yeah. it would just, it just, there, there's so many things that Jim, like Jim all of a sudden becomes dumb because, because the plot needs him to be dumb, I guess. Right. Yeah. So that didn't help either. Uh, I think the one moment I genuinely laughed though was when Stanley just can't quit laughing because <laughs> when he finds out that it's been 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, that was like probably the only moment like I genuinely laughed, <laughs> but everything else was just maybe Ellie Kempler singing, uh, you know, what you're going to do was kind of funny. But uh, other than that, uh, I had totally forgotten she ended up being on this show. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, this is, th- where, I guess, 
she kind of made her break. I would say so. I mean, I know she's in Get Him to the Greek for like a mm-hmm. split second. Like that's the first time I remember seeing her. But uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is just, I think, what I'm always going to think about when I yeah. when I when I think of her now. But uh, she is. Yeah, it was um, interesting seeing her. People she, got a little upset. We send her too, even yeah. though that wasn't really the point of the send. But that's fine. She her um, father signs my wife's paychecks. Um, really? Yeah. Like yeah. he owns the company. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird kind of things where it's just like, okay, Ellie Kempler's dad is your <laughs> ultimate boss. Got it. <laughs> like, all right, here we go. That's, that's it's just so one of those weird. weird life things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's like a, the day I found out I was related to Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders. It's very distant. <laughs> it's very distant. Yes. But but it was just a, a cousin of mine like pointed out like, oh, mm. by the way, we're related to him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I could show up on his door and be like, hey, bro. Like, yeah, yeah we're like I want eight. Money. I don't even know if it counts as a relation at this point. Like, I think we'd be like eighth cousins. I don't even know if that's a thing, but. But it would be that far. It'd but be that a the question is, is it far enough for you to have a romantic connection. relationship? That's these the eighth. Where is it at? The eighth we, cousin? I think we could, I think we could get married cousin. and nobody would say anything. But. <laughs> I can't believe I'm the one that brought that back up. Shame on me. Uh, I'll get into the sins uh, since I didn't write <laughs> oh, on this yeah. one. You, oh, my God. I totally forgot that happened one time. Anyway, yeah, let's go back and revisit that conversation. Right, nope. exactly. Where nope. Aaron's like, it's not that weird. Listen, <laughs> listen. And Danae and Jonathan agree with me. <laughs> That's right. That was we my surprise like, of the whole no. thing is you were guys, you guys were like, yeah, I don't even understand why people think it's weird at all. I was like, guys, okay. guys, you I have genuinely- to understand. I genuinely I, and truly hope that when we do our next best of BTS show, <laughs> that somebody has timestamped that one for submission. I just remember when Aaron said something like we agreed or something today was like, uh-huh. no, we do not. <laughs> no. All these, all these months later, it's just, it's, you guys won't quit talking about it, how much I was right. So, well, yeah, that's why I created that flow chart for us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, some of my favorites from the, this video, uh, which was great. Very funny. Um, I, ju- I just know I don't like change and therefore I send change has a special place in my heart because uh, the fact that Jeremy's back narrating this week and I have been the change on TV sins as the narrator. And it's just like, yep, that's just yeah, human that's nature. Cool. I know people don't like change. I totally get it. I'm with you. I understand. Um, but also the way it was said was really funny in this video. Uh, of course I have to mention, I've been tattoozled. Um, the fact that the queen of tots uh, wrote on this script is uh, fairly evident and also yeah. necessary. Of course she had to be on I this episode. Like, I think I remember, it's hard to remember because it's even, I don't even remember like which ones are mine and I'm, I'm going to feel terrible if I just say mine when, when I get to me, but <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but I do feel like that was like, like we both, because I think that was when I learned about Danae's tater tot thing was around this time. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So. And I think we worked on that to get, like we kind of worked those out you know, because we knew we needed something in there. And I really appreciate the BTS fans showing up in the chat and yeah, in, the in the comments on this yeah. video. Um, like Slab was down there like, Queen of Tots! And I'm like, ah! Because, you know, it's been so long I forgot about it. To be honest, it's like that was just one of those sins that, you know, you write. And right. now that it's been almost a year, it's been a hot minute. Um, and a lot has happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so to go back to the script and like be like, hee, that's a fun one. And then to see the fan love on it was very heartwarming. It, it surprises me how much uh, tater tots factor into pop culture references. You've got, you know, Napoleon Dynamite with the tots. You've got. Okay, can I tell you a quick tater tot story about 
Sure. That. So um, when that movie came out, I was uh, studying to be a massage therapist and there was a Sonic like six blocks away from our, our massage therapist school. Mm -hmm. And so I walked down there for my lunch break all the time and I got mm -hmm. taught. And I also had this pair of pants that had this awkwardly placed pocket that was just above the knee on my thigh. So one day I literally stuck the tater tots into my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and during class, I just kind of timed it to where I would just casually reach down and just reach into my top pocket <laughs> and start eating tater tots. They based so Napoleon Dynamite on you? <laughs> did you? Um... No, I did it because I watched Napoleon uh -huh. Dynamite. Yeah, no. Uh, Don't they do like a tater tot casserole in that movie or something? Is that is that in Napoleon Dynamite or is that just like Jeremy made one and or you made one or we something? We made tater tot. <laughs> yeah, he found a tater tot casserole. This recipe is a sore subject, by the way. So go ahead he, and, and that bring he it up. Sent to me in the chat uh, on our Slack, <laughs> and I was so excited about it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm super trying this," and it was amazing and delicious. Oh, but to go back and to finish my, I my tater tot what story, Aaron's talking about now. So, sorry. So I start eating the tater tots in class and yes. uh, I, of course, because I'm a class clown, what are you surprised? And I, and so I'm getting the giggles. It's super exciting and fun. The teacher thinks it's hilarious. People are asking for my, my pocket tots, which was very exciting. I'm like, mm. sure I did wash these pants, but I can't promise you that there's not going to be fuzz attached passing out pocket tots. My pants were so greasy. They had <laughs> oh, this bleak grease stain that was going on. It was, it was worth it. But it was a moment, yeah. and it was a fun. It's a fun. You get, fun. obviously you did this time, but you all you normally get them plain, right? Like you don't put cheese on them or anything. You're right. not. You're I get plain traditional tots. tot person, right? I'm a I'm a traditional tot person, but my topping is mustard, and that is something that freaks some people out. By okay, the way, so I I got it. Hold on, real quick. I just because you brought up Sonic, I introduced myself last night when I was waiting for my daughter to get done at her class to the uh, Frito chili wrap at mm -hmm. Sonic. Mm -hmm. Like the junior, it's like 99 cents. That thing is amazing. <laughs> uh, you're going to need some of that Charmin later, though. Oh, yes. I, well, last night. Yeah. I did. We're <laughs> yeah, angel I soft did. at my house because oh, it's, okay, okay. it's, it's cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go back to uh, the tater tot casserole thing just for a second um, because this is a good time for you to explain yourself, Danae, uh, in the fact that Sorry, I introduced Danae. you to tater tot casserole many, many years ago. You loved it. You called it potato dot casserole. You thought it was the best thing ever. And then, oh, maybe you just forgot about it. But then when Jeremy brings it up, it's like, oh, I've never seen this recipe before. Please let me eat this tater tot thing that never existed before now. By the and then way, you're like, I it's the best thing ever. Potato dot casserole comment. I was like, were you hanging out with Danae when she was like four? Like, I'm good. Because <laughs> uh, that you sounds met like Danae? something my daughter would have said. <laughs> you met me? <laughs> that is what she does. I am. I essentially am. No, I know. I'm joking. Like, a very strange, never aging fairy child in a, in a woman's body. Um, so I want to honor your pain, Aaron. I'm sorry honor that it. I. Honor it. Uh, but let me let me just explain since we're going into therapy session. I mm -hmm. guess right now. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time, I never cooked. That's <laughs> true. No, that is so fair. So when that you introduced me fair. to potato dot casserole, <laughs> I was like, "This is amazing." I would have never at that time in my life thought about how I could do it myself. <laughs> right. But my my cooking journey started after that. Got in it. which case this is the first time I've been introduced to the actual recipe. Got it. So it's different. Got it. 
Mm-hmm. That, that, that really helped. I feel much better now. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I can let yeah. that go now. Uh, that was um, nice. So I shouldn't remind you that I totally forgot that I'd eaten it. No. And loved no. It. No. You I should. You should have left that part. Uh, part out. But. Uh, well, but yeah. That that's nice. that's just a weird little thing that maybe I didn't say. <laughs> Anyhow, that was like the inception of bunny trails. Uh, we went on like several bunny trails inside the fact oh that God. I was saying tater tots are in pop culture a lot, and it's it's kind of one of those things that I never realized. Uh, although and really, in my belly a lot. And in Danae's belly a lot. Uh, who promises that that to a bunch of kids and doesn't come through like that? And then the sin is Satan. We're looking for Satan. I just thought that was so great. Uh, what about you guys, Jonathan? What are some of the sins um, you like? I had totally forgotten we did the uh, the Halloween three thing where we cut to uh, we cut to Tom Atkins saying yeah. "Stop it, stop!" I was so happy about that too at the time, and I was so excited for people to see that and that it didn't get released. Then it never for got released. Eight yeah. months, and then I totally forgotten about it. So I was happy to see that again. I thought it worked well. Uh, I already talked about just talking about Dwight's plan, just ascending all the aspects of that, how it would mm-hmm. never work. Uh, but I loved, you know, there is a middle ground between baby talk and oversharing, right? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Right. And uh, I also had office pool karaoke uh, mm-hmm. written down. Yep. What about you, Danae? Uh, the limited space for the vending machine um, rant was uh, fun. Oh, yeah, that was great. And um, the pointing out, like, at what point would a leader ask for proof of Michael's ability to gift these educations yeah. What's that process? Asking for a friend, which was kind of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun to hear uh, Jeremy's voice on the channel again, um, but mostly because I loved to hear him talk about a uh, talk like a baby. And <laughs> I remember when we were having him woof, woo, 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 woo. Uh, I, I remember writing thinking, <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be OK doing this because it's so silly. Um, and then hearing it and giggling that I had we had made Jeremy mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Uh, so. That was a memory that came back to me when we went back and watched it. Nice. So. Let's move on to music video sins. Uh, we're going to talk some more Taylor Swift. Uh, Willow is the name of the song. Um, the, I, I like Taylor Swift. I like this song. I was surprised when I started watching the video that she's doing like a almost like a connected Swift yeah. verse with her videos. Um, and I actually really like that. I think that's kind of cool. And so I was, I was kind of impressed by that. Um, what did you get? What do you guys think about this song? I like I like Taylor Swift, but this song did absolutely nothing for me, and okay. really Cardigan didn't either. So I might just not be as into this portion of her career. Sure. I don't know. Sure. I was trying to find the meaning in it uh, when her album came out. I listened to all of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow was one that gets in your. There's a rhythm to it, you know. Uh, it gets catchy, which is why it's probably the single. Or, you know, the one that's getting uh, the music video and all and, and that sort of thing. But it wasn't my favorite on the album. And it, I didn't feel like it was the strongest lyrically either. But it has a catchy hook to it. So um, and I really but I love the melody. I love the musicality of it. I, I do tend to find like at this point in time um, that I find myself thinking that Taylor's just singing the same song over and over again. Even in like her like the notes that she reaches for. It's all really in that same kind of space. She's very comfortable with what she can do. And so I might be getting a little bored of Taylor, hmm. which is okay. She's doing a bunch. Um, it, But I do love watching her passion because she's kind of fallen into folk again. And she released something where she said essentially that her her pattern has been to try something new every album. 
And this is the first time she's kind of allowing herself to go, I have more to do in this genre. I'm not done yet. And I'm going to do another album. And I love that she's experimenting and that she's doing what she wants to do as an artist. When you find something you're passionate about, you shouldn't feel apologetic. You don't need to be apologizing for wanting to create content yeah. in that vein. Sure. So I, I do like watching her journey a lot um, in that way. But I didn't I just didn't really understand what I was listening to. Like, is this a love story? Uh, I can tell you what kind of a love story is this? I was confused she just, about that. Does she just like the movie Willow? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> Change me back to my human form. I think you bring up a good point, though, Danae, because there are much better songs on this album that yeah. I would personally think. And but I don't know I don't know what release strategies like anymore because I don't like Aaron was talking about commercials I don't listen to the radio right um, yeah I don't I don't listen anymore. to commercial radio I just listen to whatever I want to listen to on my phone or right. podcast will, or whatever I will say that when the music video came out I thought okay potentially this will inform more of what the lyrics are Aaron I'm gonna I'm really curious what your research shows but yeah. uh, how that might relate to what we're seeing visually because. When I'm watching the music video, I don't know that it cleared anything up better or worse for no. me, but it was still really beautiful to look at. So that's it. It's just a, I'm confused so, in general. <laughs> yeah. What lyric explained the magic rope? What lyric explained well, the, magic rope the, is the Taylor the, verse, the the, the 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 summoning of whatever these light spirits are and and why so, was he there yeah. there's just questions was mm -hmm. i high the whole time i was watching this here and tell <laughs> me so so what i like about this song lyrically and message wise is this is this is again this is interpretation she said stuff that leans this way as well but th this is a song about desire specifically sexual desire this is a song about the I the mystery of desire the idea I'm that, listening <laughs> you have my attention um so yeah, this is this is a song in the lyrics are kind of um, flowy in that way. And the rhythm that you're talking about of the song is purposeful because it's it's very much about the evocative nature of what it means to desire another human being to have desire and what that looks like. But what I what I like about it is she does a really great job balancing the idea of desire being inevitable, like the, something. Well, because I have desire, I have to act on it versus desire is this mystery and I understand the the want to explore it, but it's not something I have to necessarily give into. And so when you see her, this is my interpretation on the video, when you see her in the box separated from this this mystery, this you know uh, thing that she may want, may not want, there she's allowing herself a separation from it to understand it, like what it is, like what it might mean, but it's still a mystery. Um, why mm -hmm. she's feeling what she's feeling, why you know those kind of things. I I, I think it's really so. Poetic. The rope is leading her to the bedroom <clears throat> to get fucked. Well, if you want to say it that way, Danae, then feel free. But definitely, the song is more about the nuance of that rather than. I mean, I'm just. I, I'm sorry. I just cut that. straight to the point. But Danae, that's exactly Aaron, the Aaron opposite. Only makes love. That is exactly the opposite of what the song is doing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I see. The song is saying there's more he to makes it than love. That. Okay. He makes so, love. So the rope is guiding her into the piano, which leads her into the water of desire, which Correct. then leads her into the box of her virginity, which she finds a way out of <laughs> to go and, to and dance bedroom. before the wildness of desire and passion. I think you're getting it. No, I, then, I don't know if you're kidding, and, but I think you're getting it. And then the rope leads back to the house where he shows up, and that's why I'm saying it's time to get ripped. 
<laughs> but the rope stuff in the piano stuff, that is that is the Taylor verse. That is those are the connecting points, right? That's not this song isn't about the piano and the rope. I hope that's I hope that's is that like is that bedroom behavior today? Yeah, that's, that's bedroom behavior. <laughs> You're like, hey, Justin. I understand that you are listening to an audio podcast right now, and my co-hosts don't. So Danae is doing some sort of just to explain it to you. Danae is doing some sort my of hands. combination robot with uh, some common, maybe a little bit of the Carlton, I'm doing uh, like maybe the, some I'm YMCA. This like, <laughs> like summoning dance that she's doing. Yes, mixed you're doing with the like a chicken dance. dance. <laughs> so anyhow, I, I mean, think the, the, the piano rope silly. stuff. She that, probably dances like that. Probably yeah. the piano rope stuff. That is the you know that is the connecting parts of the video. That doesn't have anything to do with this specific song. That is her going into her specific songs. So the the rope leads her to the metaphor of this the, whatever the new world is for this song. So gotcha. that's interesting. So you like think that. the next video she's going to get the rope again and she'll go or a different whatever. avenue in? What was her avenue into the the water in the last video? Like there's always piano going to be something. Was, the piano was the avenue in the last one. So there's always going to be something that draws her in to explore another dream world uh, through this piano. In, in is what I'm seeing. Um, but is there yeah. a Wonder Woman crossover with? I the mean, whole, it does like, look like the rope. Lasso of Truth for sure. It's it definitely pretty cool. Looks like that. Yep. Um, it is beautiful to look at though. Well, and now there could that, be. There could be some like symbolism the there, right? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that I will, after talking to Aaron, who is our music video sense therapist, <laughs> I'm understanding more and I kind of like it now. The confusion has lifted for me. I'm back in. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, the video's um, fine. I just, the song itself just, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit me the way some of the other ones on that album do. But it is catchy. I know yeah. this because it yeah. was playing, I played it twice on my phone and then it was on the radio once. And uh, I was in the kitchen and I was humming like, um, the last I know, da, 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 da. Yeah. and then it's like, I'll follow. And Iris said that she goes, I'll follow. And I'm like, what? How do you know this song? I so had, I'm... because of the outtakes, I had the man stuck in my head for a while because of the, the outtake of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll be the man. No, if you if you read the lyrics, understanding that it's about desire, there's a lot of metaphor symbolism that becomes a little more evident um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very sexual just, song when you when you read it that way. It's just more exciting the way you yeah. put it well, than the way I'm, you put it. <laughs> I'm more excited to listen to it again now. <laughs> so. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Great. I will start us off. Um, some of my favorite sins were, but sure, let's leave a couple of open flames next to a wizard piano of death and just hope for the best. Yeah. Yes, I love Made that one. Uh, then proceeds with her efforts to dress like a narcotized cuckatoo for the upcoming VMAs about uh, Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. Uh, made me laugh. And uh, Taylor's assembled her own team of Death Eaters. Run, Harry! Um, mm-hmm. I like that, that was too. fun because that worked a couple ways, right? Because yeah. you could be talking about Harry Potter. I mm-hmm. don't, I, and I honestly don't know. I assume that's what Barrett meant, but I don't know. But I would it, assume so. But Harry Potter or Harry Styles, Styles, right? yep. Yeah. Today, what about you? Um, I wrote down a few. The not grabbing some shoes was funny to me. Uh, the the more you say, the less I know. And then, is this supposed to be a compliment? Um, when she comes, like, there's the box. She's in the box, and the sin starts. I'm not necessarily judging. Okay, who am I kidding? Of course I am. <laughs> um, but then the pointing out that why does it look like Taylor consistently shops at the world's most expensive thrift store? <laughs> it really put things into perspective for me because I love looking at the costuming and I love looking at that stuff. I'm like, that's exactly it. Where is she getting this cool stuff? 
But then also the sin about the pilgrim clothes at the end and returning to proper woman folk folk tasks like churning butter, laundry, and ancient washboards. And then also, of course, making albums. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Jonathan? Uh, I enjoyed Google at Kids. I thought that was really funny. Um, Instead of going bareback, I mean barefoot. Um, And then uh, just the moistenly staring at the camera in a music video cliche. I don't even know how he said that. I can't say that moistenly. Like I can't even get that out of my mouth. Yeah, you should. You just break it down by syllable. Moistenly. See, it doesn't work. Well, there, 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 I think there's a fourth syllable you probably need to put put in there. But uh, but yeah, smarty pants. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm making light <laughs> of my own mistakes last week with the double L's. I know, I know. <laughs> there were some comments on Discord. People were like, you know, I think that humanized Aaron a little bit. And I'm like, was I a robot <laughs> that before did? that? Like, was, <laughs> they like, thought you were just a robot. Yeah, I'm robot. Like, was, I mean, I'm always glad to be humanized because I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually a human. But uh, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things. You have robot parts. You are part machine. That is true. true. I am cyborg. Yeah. I am cyborg. All right, let's move on to Cinema Sins and specifically the 2020 version of Mulan. This was an Atkinson Hughes script. Chris and Danae writing on this one. Danae um, wrote on everything this month. Did you it seems like did you week. write on the original Mulan too? Yes, because I know yes, Chris does did. that sometimes, where mm-hmm. he'll have people write did on sequels. Did you write that one with stuff. Chris though, or was it with somebody else? I don't. I was thinking remember. it was Barrett for some reason, but probably wasn't, or maybe Jeremy. Maybe I, it was Chris. What did you guys think about this remake, Danae? I'll start I with seen you. It. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't so. watched it. Yeah, no, oh, my daughter hasn't really had any interest in it as of yet, and so okay. I wasn't going to watch it without her because I hadn't heard anything good about it. So. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Janine, what were your thoughts as you kind of watched this um, new version Ooh. of this movie? Because you, um, you you know the other one pretty well, right? Like, that's one you've had in your life. No, I, I the first time I watched Mulan was to sin it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that conversation because yeah. I'm a fan of the right. animated one. That's what, yeah. Yeah, so I hadn't seen it before I send it, and then now doing this one, um, you know, it's it, it's a little intimidating going into ones that have controversy, and this one has plenty. Mm-hmm. And then also knowing that, um, you know, I, I wanted to just stay true to the sense that I know how to write and not try to write in another person's voice. Sure. But I feel like if I were, um, I don't know, there was, there was more to mine there for sure that we could have, you know, gone in. And my lack of understanding of, culture um I, I i'm sure if i knew more i could have found more wrong i tried to find some things like you know sending the pigment of the colors of the fabric and uh the 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 final sin of the script like you know kind of like pointing out like and then everything changed right mm-hmm. so yeah. this movie is pointing out that everything got better for this entire group of people right so that's the best way that i knew how to kind of go in with a woman's perspective at the very least and try to kind of point out some general flaws because when it takes it from a cartoon into a live action, suddenly it's not talking about like a car. I don't know. It just, it it makes it more real. Mm -hmm. It's talking more about like, I don't know. It it was a little intimidating for me, but I just have to kind of put my, my fears aside and, and write what I, what I know to write. Yeah. I had a question. So I, and I know we wouldn't have shown this in the video if they did it, but it looked like there's no music in this one. Like they just went straight action. It's not a musical. Correct. It is not a musical. It's not a musical at all. Right. Correct. That's what I thought. And and I mean, it's hard to judge when you're watching just the Sins video, but it looked like the acting was not great. Is that an actual case of the fine. movie? I thought oh, it was fine. fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't I have a problem with the acting. I okay. wasn't distracted by the 
acting、mm-hmm. as much as I was distracted by some of the choices that they made to remove, like Mushu, for example,、um, which we peppered throughout.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, I, I asked Chris if it was too much. I'm like, my, here's, sometimes when I write a script, I'll, I'll, I'll submit something where it's like, here's all the ways we could send, like Mushu in this example. Uh, we can pick, like, if you want to pick one that you like more, but sometimes it's fun to just pepper them throughout.、Mm-hmm. Um, and Mushu was a little bit like that in a way, because to me, the lack of Mushu is interesting in that it was maybe too unrealistic, but they add in a warging witch and a phoenix. So they change certain parts of what Disney created to create something more realistic to the story. Um, but I don't know that they did a good job of.、Um, I guess for me, the, the, the replacement of a phoenix is fine because I think that's like a family, it's a culture thing. I like, I like that whole history part of it.、Mm-hmm. But the warging witch part really threw me and honestly, it ruined the entire movie for me.、Um, because I'm with I don't. You though, if you're going to throw in supernatural stuff, why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you just have everything in there? It, I mean, it,、yeah. I don't know why you would choose to leave stuff out.、Um, it. It was confusing. It was like they wanted they wanted us to like this woman、uh, as she became more human esque with the removal of this crazy armor that they had her wearing and these crowns that they had her wearing. Like we're supposed to start to relate to her because maybe she she and Mulan could be similar somehow. Like, But I don't know how they would be similar because Mulan isn't like her just because she、mm-hmm. can use chi and is a woman. It doesn't. It's they were they're presenting like the extreme of Mulan is that she's this evil witch who can morph. And and part of my DD player is like, well, isn't that kind of cool though? Like, who wouldn't want to <laughs> use your chi to learn how to do this kind of stuff?、Right. Why is that bad?、Um, and then they force this, you know,、uh, this death of this person that was just really, again, supposed to drive home this heartfelt relationship that Mulan and Warger didn't ever have. So, this character, I, I, her presence almost steals away from Mulan's story rather than empowering her story.、Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, that was, a, for me, the biggest failure of no, the story、right. of the movie. I'm not talking about the making of the movie or what the directors decided to do or the set people or where they filmed or、mm-hmm. the congratulations that they gave or the thanks that they gave、yeah. or the beliefs of the actors themselves. I'm leaving all that. On the side, I'm not talking about any of that. For the story, I think that was the biggest mistake. It,、yeah. it also looked to me that, like, I know I know she's a woman, and you're going to see whatever you believe somebody to be, but I had a hard time buying that no one would be like, yeah, that's a that's a woman. Because, <laughs>、like, I know, mean, it's, I, it, it, did, it didn't, maybe in the context of the movie, it would make more sense, but just watching the video, I just kept thinking, like, I mean, you know, just because her hair's shorter. You、well, know, it's not、like、even I, short. It's just it's pulled just up on a bun. Yeah. yeah. Do they really it, focus that much on her taking a bath, though? Because it seemed like that was a good portion、uh-huh. of the movie. Yeah. It kind of it it was kind of the <laughs> joke, like、yeah. that she's not bathing and she stinks, and so and then her there's a there's a scene in Mulan where they all go and do like a skinny dipping nighttime bath scene、yeah. where she thinks she's by herself in the cartoon,、um, and in the live action they completely avoid the group. Situation、right. and they、I、instead 
bring out the love interest person who just happens to go stalk his bestie at night. Mm -hmm. I guess the bad thing is in the animated movie, I guess it just stands out more in a live action for me for some reason. Or maybe it was just because you guys did so many great sins about it. You know, it just stood out a little more. Well, I I don't have a lot to add to what Danae said. She hit on a lot of my same thoughts. I think this movie is just fine. Um, It's certainly not one of my favorite um, Disney remakes. Um, it would be on the lower side of those, not quite with Dumbo. Um, yeah, but you know, on or Lion King, or yeah, or Lion King. Um, it's really cinnable. It, but it, it is a, very cinnable. It and, was really, really interesting to sin because there's just there is so much to sin about the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the from the beginning to the end, you know, even things like her leaving her house to travel to the army and running out of food, but then when she leaves the empire, like the imperial city, to go home. She doesn't have any food and she just gets home just fine. Like even just stuff Mm -hmm. like that, that it just all kind of falls apart because it's a convenience story rather than them trying to find like an actual. Yeah. I don't know. There's there had to be something more in there with the lore or just find a new way to tell Mulan story. Yeah. I think you Um, get you get glimpses of what they're trying to do and they just never succeed at it. You know, like you get glimpses of the. um you know, the, like you said, the parallel women and kind yeah. of the, what they're trying to do there. They just don't succeed at it. It just doesn't work at the end of the day. I, I just wish they would have asked because it's live action. I wish they would have asked questions like, OK, so if she has to go behind enemy lines to set off an avalanche realistically, how would she have done that realistically? You know, yeah. In, instead, they ask us to believe that this entire army doesn't see a woman in a red coat with flowing hair charging behind enemy lines right. holding a whole bunch of right. helmets on a horse and then she you know like it's just ridiculous it's and and that's the part of it too yeah. it's like okay well if we're going to be this ridiculous and have a, have a warging witch let's go full on like bring us mushu bring us mushu <laughs> it also feels like it's a little more disappointing just because you have a a female-led action movie mm-hmm. and it's also like almost one maybe even it is 100 percent Asian characters, you know, played yeah, by Asian actors, it and it's and it's just not that good. Yeah, and well, I think that's it's a, kind of disappointing, right? It is disappointing, but it's it's a it's a good reminder that that's just part of the equation, right? And Disney has done mm-hmm. a great. That is one of the things that Disney has done really, really well. Yeah, I is agree. that is that they have they have made up for their mistakes of the past by really honoring cultures and people mm-hmm. and casting. And all those kind of things, um, but that doesn't. Like Moana, Moana is a great example of where it totally works, and right. it's you know doing that as well. So. And there, and there are others as well. And I think oh, absolutely. Well, and, and on, I mean, on the Disney side, you go over to Marvel and look at Black Panther or things like yep. that, and you just go, you know, there's a reason those things work, but it's not a a golden key that unlocks a perfect movie. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not the only thing. Um, that's needed and so so yeah it is one of the main things it is one of the major things but um, i'm sitting here thinking too like what story i would have wanted and here's the problem it's not a disney story right it's something else because disney's gonna stay in that safe zone for family but mulan's a warrior she's a killer Mm -hmm. like go in and show us how she is badass and it kind of has glimpses of that that's some Mm -hmm. stuff that i did like i did like the fighting i was really fun to watch the stylistic uh crouching tiger hidden dragon you know but they don't really let her shine they keep cutting away to these other people she has a couple big moments but it doesn't feel like that she's the focus and at the end it's she kind of gets to take on this really cool sword 
And then her village gets to hear that she's a hero and she's not defined by having a husband. And she accepts this position of being this great general. Let's see that. Let's start the movie there. Let's see where she goes and she changes culture. I think the problem is, is that doesn't actually happen. I don't know that that ha- like did that happen? I don't. It's a legend, you know, because we know that 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 women are still, you know, struggling mm-hmm. with their power. Um, what? So. Have, we t- have we talked about have we talked <laughs> about the chi thing? Because to me, that is one of the biggest problems with the empowerment issue is they made her a superhero. And they basically yeah. they basically said, well, she has extra chi. And right. so it's so all of a sudden it's not an equal playing field anymore. It's not just that right. she's a, you know an amazing woman warrior that's just as amazing as these men warriors. It's that she has extra chi and now has a superpower. And it's right. like that that to me kind of undercut a lot of the themes and a lot of the stuff they were going for. Um, like go lean full on into that. Maybe she sure. uses her chi to go invisible and go behind enemy lines. Like just go full on into it. But it she can't be like a regular girl, you know. Yeah, you have to pick a lane. You have to pick a lane. Because it, her chi is that she's a great warrior, but then we see this other woman who has chi also and has turned into somebody who can transfer her life force into other people's bodies, which, by the way, what happens to those bodies? Mm-hmm. Do they all die? Because we don't see those people again. Like, well, I think there's one person we see one more time, but what happens to the bodies once she leaves them? Right. They just, they, so there's these interesting questions. That kind of power is pretty incredible. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Keep this woman around. Keep this worker woman around. Make her the great villain of another story. When Mulan's come into her like good chi, and then you got this woman using her bad chi, and put them into a battle or something. Yeah. I don't know. But that's not a Disney movie, is it? That's not. not they don't want to. They don't want to start a movie from the beginning to end about you know wars and killing people and all this stuff. Um, they're going to want to find that family mount moment maybe i'm not thinking of a maybe there are disney movies that do that and i'm not thinking of them well but, yeah i mean but this is full on a disney movie i mean it they they tend to create other subsidiaries like they'll mm-hmm. have like you know in the back in the day they had hollywood pictures and touchstone pictures and and now they have fox i guess to kind of do that with where that's going to be your more adult stuff and but if it's if it's walt disney studios it, it it's what you're saying and sometimes great movies come from that but like you're saying, I think sometimes maybe some subject matter doesn't doesn't fit well in that mold. Yeah, um, it worked I, better animated, but even even with you talking about this, I think that shows some some problems with even the animated version. Sure, I will say too. I feel like the other thing that was hard for me to relate to, but I'm not I'm not you know raised to understand this level of, like this kind of culture is you know Mulan had to be so serious and not mm-hmm. emotional um the range of acting that we saw was very very limited mm-hmm. it was humbling and it was serious and it was you know just kind of contained and even when she was fighting it was just you know her the range of expression was really limited whereas the male characters you know they're having fun they're cutting up they're you know laughing with each other and jai- you know jabbing and stuff and so um yeah i just it was hard to relate to this one. It was hard to get into it. Uh, and it was easy to sin. And I was glad to be part of it. I'm I'm glad other people seem to be enjoying it. This um, has been, I, no, this has been a really good conversation. Um, I'm, I'm glad we had it, but I am, I'm ready to hear about the sins. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, what, what were some of your uh, favorite things from this video? Uh, I liked the video 
a lot. <laughs> and I should say this video, I mean, not, I don't know. We guess we don't talk about it being trendy, but I am, but I am like, uh, people clearly are enjoying the video, it's great. Uh, which is really, yeah. which is really great to hear. Uh, that, I just love the, that commotion outside is clearly Dave. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> fucking Dave. <laughs> Um, the solution to this problem hasn't been solved by Mr. Mister yet. I thought was very funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, that kids is how you get herpes. I also really liked. Yep. Uh, the telling you about the spider is way worse than oops. I've said too much. (laughs) Um, and then drumline contains frightfully too few Nick cannons. Yeah. I had that one too. And, uh, that's what you get for not sitting around the campfire, not sitting around the campfire guy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. All those is so funny. I had uh, useless archers. You can't shoot the desert. Uh, that made me <laughs> giggle. Um, insult me again and you'll taste the tip of my blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting drafted for war just got a whole lot sexier. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, why wouldn't the volunteer for night guard duty have to shower then become a night guard? Why is this mutually exclusive? It's such a great point uh, that, sh- that should not mean anything. Uh, ironically though, it was the armor hiding her boobs. Uh, and I was immediately like, I bet that's a Denison. <laughs> Somebody put a W in the word boobs. So I'm guessing it's Danae. Um, but also it's a great point. Uh, so if she had been her true self, she would have died. Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, and then just ending it with I, I, anywho. In, anywho. <laughs> we forgot, we forgot to read Chris's comments, by oh, the way. Oh, that's true. We have, we've completely ignored the oh, A-team. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second, but I did want to really appreciate it on that one that Chris added, um, a prompt for Jeremy on the delivery to quote, when pronouncing boobs really lean into how it's spelled. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, and then the, of course the, we are the same. We're not, we are. And then powerful. powerful. We have so hard. And then the Mushu stuff I thought was great too. There is no Mushu. Mushu. I am sad. Uh, was really good too. Uh, Danae, do you want to go or do you want to go ahead and read Chris's before you go? Um, I can read Chris's. All right. Mulan, this is one of the most tedious films I sat through this year. I'm going to focus on one aspect. It's probably the longest sin in the video, but it's the thing I dislike the most. During Mulan's training, there is a difficult task where the soldiers have to carry pails of water up a mountain. No one says anything about how important it is to be able to climb this mountain. There's no story with it. Like all legendary warriors were able to climb this thing and barely even mention um, as a true obstacle. However, when Mulan does finally conquer the mountain, it's shown as this incredible feat and it might have been fine, except instead of showing her perspective, and what she might be feeling and seeing. It's all about showing the men's respect all uh, standing down below. And oh sure, there's a sweeping camera that moves um, as Mulan basks in her own achievement, but everything leading up to this and how they present it might be a good indication of what a misfire this movie actually is. Also, there's just no reason that this bad guy can't just do things he wants earlier in the movie. In fact, he could do it um, in a more devious fashion considering he's got a shape-shifting witch who could easily infiltrate the Forbidden City and kidnap the king if need be. Instead, he decides that he and a bunch of tribes need to take out all of the outposts first, which is in and of itself a ruse to do the thing that he could have done anyway. Also, I can't believe they don't make uh, Mulan bathe sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's what he had to say. Uh, The other sins that I liked, um, actually, I think, besides the Hawk Spines one, um, 
are all of Kristen's here because I really enjoyed sending the hawk spines. More about that yeah. and keeping tabs. But uh, he wrote, fitting that one, uh, fitting that one of the chief's antagonists of this movie has a name that is 67% of the word boring. <laughs> I loved that. Bori Khan. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I was like, how did I miss that one? But when this 67%, it's just this it's great. random yeah, percentage. The details. So funny. And then I don't know why, but this one is probably one of my favorites from the entire thing. It's from the very beginning of the movie when little Mulan is racing through the fields and there's the bunnies hopping along. And his sin is how to be free on your horse, racing bunnies in an open meadow, completely unbound by marriage. What could possibly ruin this day? (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know why. It just cracked me up. It's so good. All right, let's move on to Horrible Bosses. Uh, This was an Atkinson Scott script, and so we don't forget them. Let's go ahead and kick it off with any thoughts they might have had. Who do you want to start off with, uh, Danae? Uh, Chris wrote, nearly every comedy that has come out in the early earlier parts of the 2010s seems dated now. I think there was an effort to make things rude based on the reemergence of R-rated com- comedies from Judd Apatow and Todd Phillips in the decade prior. There's no doubt back in the day I probably would have wouldn't have been super sensitive to some of the things in this movie that so much things have changed since 2011 when this came out. Because this is a comedy, all the main guys have not only horrible bosses, but likely criminal bosses. They are comically over the top in a way that even in a comedy may not be realistic enough. I don't find any of the stuff with Colin Farrell and Jason Sudeikis believable. Sudeikis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Yep. Believable at all. The office seems oblivious to how shitty Colin Farrell is um, and are immediately willing to blame Sudeikis for things that are clearly not his fault. I actually love the idea of these guys breaking into their bosses' houses and screwing things up so badly that Kevin Spacey, uh, and then in parentheses, Jason Bateman's boss, ends up wanting to kill Colin Farrell, in parentheses, Sudeikis' boss, for completely unrelated reasons. But there should have been more of that. And um, let's see. And at the end, somehow, the cops have no questions about how that happened, even though they know Bateman, Sudeikis, and Charlie Day have been doing suspicious stuff this whole time. As a side note, Bateman talking about why he was caught by a traffic camera speeding in a Prius is one of my favorite things ever. I honestly don't think <laughs> he's right. It's yeah. I honestly don't think any other actor could have pulled off the I was drag racing. And after the cops uh, incredulously ask him in a Prius, Bateman in a full on deadpan says, I don't win a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's Another so one I great. almost took a sin off for was when Bateman says they're going to have to move to Canada and quote, learn hockey and all that shit. Jeremy continues on the Horrible Bosses rant by saying, I famously saw the sequel first and loved it. Later saw the original and thought, yeah, a lot of the jokes are the same in both movies, I guess. But after seeing the first one, no, they aren't the same jokes. Um, They aren't all the same jokes. And the second one is actually funnier. This is mostly due to the charm of Chris Pine and Christoph Waltz, as opposed to Spacey and Colin Farrell just being mean assholes. Anyway, this movie has some really cringy moments, mostly with Aniston's character doing wanton sexual abuse and assault for laughs. I'll argue the the sequel is also better because instead of trying to do murder, they're just trying to kidnap. The murder angle of this movie is too sharp on an edge for some of the jokes to land. As Chris said, it's impossible that these three guys are that these three don't get in any legal trouble after all is said and done. Oh, and they are They go so freaking far for so many jokes, man. Everyone in the office just believes it was Sudeikis that 
fire the disabled guy, even though they all know the boss's son is the real dickhead around these parts. The Wall Street friend who can't even get a job as a writer, so he's offering hand jobs. I still say skip this movie and watch the sequel. Now, the sequel has some of the same already dated cringy kind of stuff, but it's a much funnier movie overall. There's this great bit in the sequel where Charlie Day is in the back seat, Stakus is in the front, and they have this stupid conversation. And Charlie is painstakingly cutting out letters from magazines and laying them on the sheet of paper on his lap. The kidnapper's note. And then Bateman opens up the passenger door to get uh, to get in. All the letters and the notes go flying everywhere because he hadn't glued them down. I'm not sure I answered the question, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Jeremy. Only Jeremy would take the opportunity to yeah. tell you how amazing Horrible Bosses 2 is during his comments <laughs> on Horrible Bosses. And I, actually recite a scene from Horrible Bosses 2 <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. I can segue into my feelings on the film, though, with what he sure. said, though. I've not seen Horrible Bosses 2, so I can't comment on that. I'm, I think I'm going to watch it now, though, because he's just I think he's talked me into it uh, the same way Chris has talked me into watching Ted 2. But um I um I didn't like I didn't like Horrible Bosses. I thought it had funny moments. I've only seen it the one time when it came out. I thought it had yeah. funny moments. That that Jason Bateman thing that Chris mentioned is insanely hilarious. And I went back and rewatched that on YouTube yesterday and I ended up watching it like 10 times. It's so funny. He um, has he has a singular sense of delivery. I I can't yeah, think of anybody else who has the the same and, comic delivery he has. And it's perfect. And I mean, I'm I'm always happy for anyone to have like a career renaissance, but like I'm so happy that he did because mm-hmm. you know he was like a child star, yeah. and I I mean I, no idea no idea that he could do these things that you know Arrested Development showed us, and then um, he's continued on from then. Or even but, Ozark. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't like. Um, but I didn't. I think the main reason I didn't like the first, I didn't like Horrible Bosses, is what Jeremy's saying. Once they decide they're going to kill them. I, I just it that I'm out because I just yeah. it's I, if if they were just going to kidnap them or they were going to set them up, you know, or whatever, I that's fine. Like I could but but the idea that they would actually kill them, I I just don't that's not funny and I mean I'm not, you know, I don't know. That I, that, I think it goes too it 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 doesn't it, it doesn't really know how to do dark comedy. And so I think the darkness of that just really doesn't work. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I agree with what you, what Jeremy said, and what you're echoing. Yeah, uh, I would echo it as well. Um, I think when I first saw this, I was surprised at how much I laughed at it. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. to enjoy it at all. In yeah. hindsight, it is not surprising because Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, yeah, these are great and, people, and Bateman are absolute Gen- gold. All three of Jennifer them. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's funny. Yes. Even she, though that is insane, but she's funny. Well, and if you want to watch Sudeikis and Aniston together, you know, um, yeah, yeah. you've got uh, We're the Millers that you can That's check out as well. That's way better than this, and, by and the way. very funny. Um, yeah. So I think I was, I was blinded a little bit just by how much I loved hanging out with those personalities mm-hmm. and laughing at just how clever and funny they are. <clears throat> but I think Jeremy's probably right. I think you take everything that Horrible Bosses has as a negative horrible bosses to at least addresses somewhat and mm-hmm. and so it may be the better movie i just you know when i watched it i was like oh it's more of the same uh, you know i kind of saw it the first time um but it, it may be the better film so but yeah I, I i do remember uh liking it thinking it was really funny um but yeah in hindsight you know obviously there's a lot a lot of cringe going on um yeah let's uh let's go into the uh sins video well, Danae, have you have you seen the movie? <laughs> I, I 
didn't think you I know. needed to ask, but well, yeah. I don't know. I just, you never know. <laughs> yeah. It, you never know. It might know. be possible. I should always ask. I'm sorry, Danae. I should always ask. That's okay. That's okay. I should always ask. Uh, People want to yeah. drink if nothing else. No. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can start off with uh, the sins, though, if you would like. Yeah, yeah please do. Uh, post-it notes on the lamp. That's a fire hazard. Um, as a person who has post-it notes everywhere, thank you for the reminder on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good call. It's a good call. Um, I really enjoy how, uh, like, this is not my gifting, where we know this, but the the accidentally do cocaine bit mm-hmm. and then naming all of the same similar plots in other movies. Mm-hmm. Because in my brain, I'm, I think I've seen something like this before. But I will not remember mm. and without much research sure, yeah. where it came from. So I just appreciated that sin a lot. Uh, the angry bird sin um, that results in the admission that our narrator personality, Jeremy, not Jeremy himself, but like the caricature, mm-hmm. we get to add a mighty eagle dri- uh, statue in the driveway of our imagination. <laughs> so when we think about this narrator, just re- remember when you pull up to his house, he has a mighty eagle uh, statue in the driveway. I that loved that. I had that sin too. Um, if for no other reason, then I felt it in my core um, <laughs> because uh, Angry Birds owned me for a long time. Like getting three stars on every single level, figuring it like there is. I remember those and, days. And there's a part of that sin, I think that says something along the lines of in fairness, Angry Birds did, or maybe it's a different sin. And maybe it's the next sin where he's like, in fairness, Angry Birds did seem like it was going to be a forever thing, Mm -hmm. even though it feels dated now. They were like, there is an Angry Birds movie because they thought this was going to be like a cinematic universe. Like they thought Angry Birds was going to be a theme park. Like this was going to be the next Disney, some people thought. And it just didn't turn out that way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Because it's a video game. Okay. (laughs) It's a mobile game on your phone. Uh, pointing out the whole peanut allergy and picking up the sandwich bag, uh, like, I don't know. This was, I think, one that I wrote down as I was realizing how dumb this movie is. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, then play the tape. They've been calling it a tape when it's a digital recorder. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one too. That, uh, that play to tape, by the way, it makes me think of how people still say direct to video. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like yeah. what? Are, what are you watching on video? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jonathan, you go next. Um, giving the guy on coke the lookout job, I thought was really <laughs> funny. Uh, literally every single joke in this movie is these guys are stupid, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this couldn't be less Kevin Spacey if it were Christopher Plummer. Was great. <laughs> that is a great line. Yeah. Uh, making light of sexual harassment, just like this whole movie. Um, and then I love the whole bit about telling your fiance what's up or just caving and having sex with Jennifer Aniston. There are worse fates. Um, and then drinking scotch this way for any reason. Oh, I should also mention wasting Bob Newhart. That's always a sin. So. That is that is definitely a sin. Uh, you guys and we mentioned- had two weeks in a row of Newhart references. Of course. Nice. And why wouldn't you? Um, I, uh, I had just a couple others that you guys didn't mention. Uh, if you ask me, this is from the movie. If you ask me, anyone that hates their job has no one to blame but themselves. And then the sin is just what an objectively terrible opinion. I just like the, <laughs> yeah. anytime we throw in the word objectively, I just it makes me laugh. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one two punch of the that ended with but also Jason Bateman would rule at Cinema Sins. I thought was great. Uh, and then just the uh, arrow on Brett Ratner at the end and just the sin. This explains yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's just so well done. So very well done. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this I just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out uh great job let's move on to keeping tabs the internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at uh, something from the process of putting this content together for you. Something that uh, that maybe we had to do that was out of the ordinary. Maybe some, some uh, searches, Google searches we had to do. Anything. Deleted sins. What do you guys want to do? Jonathan, why don't you start? Uh, I researched as I talked about earlier the life of twinkies um because they had that the sin and family guy the idea in family guy was that they wanted to go find they wanted to go to this town because it had a twinkie factory and Mm -hmm. and then this has been a this has been a thing in a lot of stuff like zombie land i think that's Mm -hmm. a big you know storyline in zombie land that woody harrelson wants to go find a twinkie um so i did some research on twinkies because i thought i had remembered that there's i mean in fact there's no way that's true that the the whole that the legend is that twinkies have basically like a like a hundred year plus shelf life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did some research on that. Um, In fact, it goes as far to say that hostess has not made Twinkies for more than two decades. Like people actually believe this and the ones on the shelves have been sitting there for years. Uh, (laughs) There's a story that, um, that they accidentally produced over a billion Twinkies at one point. And so they've just been keeping those in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I hope people really don't, I hope people don't believe this. I really, 
I really hope they don't. But they, you know, but what are you going to do? Um, I will say, just to give you a little history, they were created in the 1930s in Illinois. Uh, the product's name was inspired by a billboard in St. Louis advertising Twinkle Toe shoes. Also, <laughs> it was originally supposed to be a banana cream filling. Oh, um, that makes be better. I think, I think I, I, you know, and I think they actually might make some with that now, but there was a shortage of the the banana trading uh, became very limited, if not non-existent, during World War II. Yeah. So the the um, not trading, but um, importing uh, of bananas. So they had to uh, switch it to vanilla. But I'm um, I'm the weirdo that wants it without filling. So you know I just want I the hear cake. You. But I I would love to try the banana though because I like yeah. banana flavored yeah. uh, things. Uh, but anyways, the best uh, the the thing I could find where somebody gave somewhat of a definitive answer: Twinkies have a shelf life of apparently 25 days, which is still long. I mean that's sure. that's very long. But the secret to that is that they don't have any dairy ingredients. Lack of dairy ingredients nice. is how they're able to. Uh, but they do have egg in them and some other stuff. So yeah. When I read this in, I assumed Danae had wrote it the first time I read this in because mm-hmm. you are a snack cake home, uh, Danae. Little and, Debbie all the way. Yeah, and you're in, you know you are very much in the the little Debbie cult. So I was I was trying to figure out like if that had been you that had had wrote it like. Do you, when you see Twinkies, do you like get angry? Like, because you're a little Debbie house? Like, how does that work as a, like, in the little Debbie world? Well, since we're really, really wealthy, we just <laughs> buy Sorry, them. Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed at that. I shouldn't and have laughed. smash them. We, every, every year, we, we purchase six tons and we line the street and just run over mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yes. You call it the, uh, the the Twinkie Smash. I'm, well, mm-hmm. they have a warehouse with a billion of them, so you can yeah. you can get it from that That's warehouse right. and of run them, them over. Yeah. Um, if you go and look into who owns that warehouse, surprise, it's us. We- <laughs> what is what is Little Debbie's like the like Swiss uh, the cakes and the mm-hmm. like Christmas tree? Yeah snacks that's a little debbie mm-hmm. right okay Zebra yeah cakes, oatmeal cream pies. Oatmeal cream pies. there you go now yeah. you're getting star, this crunch. Stuff. star crunch oatmeal cream my pies. wife really enjoys little debbie peanut, i don't eat a lot the of peanut butter things the yeah the nutter butters the nutter butters oh the nutter butters yes yeah oh, nutter uh, butters is little debbie mm-hmm. i thought nutter butters was like its own thing for some reason yeah yep so i mean there's definitely in the world of snack cakes there's definitely a rivalry but uh just there there's different um they have a different style to delivering product than little debbie does and gotcha my husband's worked for little debbie whether it was actually running the route and delivering the product to the stores which he did for a long time he he actually would run the routes with somebody when he i think he was 12 and he would do like the little summer thing you know where he would like accompany his mom's friend who had the route uh, on like a little summer jaunt. So, mm-hmm. you know, he would just go into the stores and kind of like watch and see how it all works sort of a situation. Um, so there's people in this community that have literally grown up watching Justin be a part of Little Debbie in some oh, way. Wow. It's pretty it's pretty cool. So he um, he, he takes would, a lot of pride in his work. He would probably be upset if we didn't correct. Uh, it's it's the Nutty Buddies are the the little oh, Debbie yes. peanut butter oh, thing. Okay. Yeah, I get Nutter that Butters wrong. Butters are cookies, right? Yeah, correct. Yes, correct. And I get that wrong because I remember them being Nutty Bars. Right. So do I. And nutty then they bars. changed yeah. the name to Nutty Buddies to Nutty Buddies because people said that that was what they yeah. wanted. That's why. So I, got I never get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Nutter Butter is like 
you know, like Chips Ahoy or somebody. I don't okay, know who it is. But. Let's talk about this some more. I have one story to share, and that is how <laughs> I discovered I like to eat oatmeal cream pies. Oh. One day, I left my oatmeal cream pie on the dash of my car, and it got mm, warm. Yeah. So when I came back to my car, I was like, oh, I better eat this. It had been so hot that all of the cream had melted into the cookie as mm. the day had progressed. So I had a gooey cookie that had absorbed the goodness, sweetness in the middle, and it is now my favorite way to eat a cookie. Have I ever been able to replicate it? No, but because <laughs> I can't put it in the microwave, I don't let myself do that. That's too far, but I have tried to bake it. That did not go well. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, I just don't like that flavoring. That's why I've never been into oatmeal cream pies, but my wife loves them, and a lot mm. of people do, obviously, mm-hmm. but like, I don't like oatmeal cookies. I just, I don't mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that flavoring isn't my thing i don't know what my favorite little debbie thing is i like the christmas tree cakes i like, I like their the seasonal zebra stuff. cakes they experiment a lot All with right, their this is turning stuff. into an advertisement now now we need to yeah. continue on i just thought i'd mention but, that um but anyway so that's a, the only other thing i thought was interesting was hostess estimates it uses eight million pounds of sugar seven million pounds of flour and one million eggs to produce the 500 million twinkies baked every year wow wow that's a lot I did not have any keeping tabs this week because I did not write on uh, anything this week. So, Danae, why don't you finish it off? What it's, uh, what's your keeping tab? I had several for Mulan. The first thing I, wrote, I, I looked up is, can chickens fly? Because I didn't know for <laughs> sure. And then I was looking into uh, Chinese like ancient fabrics and how they would color things. Hmm. So that was really interesting. Um, and I also looked up hawk x-rays. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is probably the one that can get me in the most trouble. Uh, I went to todaysveterinarypractices.com slash imaging essentials avian radiography and uh, began to look at hawk x-rays. I don't recommend going and doing this. I'm I'm choosing to believe that this hawk was just sedated and not deceased, Mm. but it's still a little awkward to see this bird sort of like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, but it it does allow for x-rays. And here's why I did that, because... I wanted. I didn't know if this crown she had on was all hawk, right? Because that spine was awkwardly long and strange to me. Mm-hmm. So then I had to discover if I could confidently say it was a hawk spine. Which, after looking at hawk X-rays <laughs> for a few minutes, I felt pretty confident that yes, her crown was made up of hawk pieces, including the pelvis. That's why I was very confident to be able to say that's a piece of pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> because I looked. Um, so that was a little bit of an awkward thing. But I, I do want to say I did look at some really beautiful fabrics from uh, ancient China. There's um, somebody who wrote, uh, let's see, this is the woven color in China, the five colors in Chinese culture, and polychrome woven textiles um, on digital commons for UNL EDU. I think this is something that... Uh, someone wrote for part of like what they were researching. This was from the October of 2010. So uh, it's all about textiles and settlements. So it's a really in-depth look at culture. And I didn't, I'm not going to say I read everything in its finite, you know, finiteness, but I, I did uh, learn a lot of really interesting thing about culture. Um, like in ancient Chinese culture, there's the yin-yang theory, the five color uh, system that, which is red, blue, yellow, black, and white, which those are the ones that were more common, which makes sense. They also would talk about the five planets, uh, Venus, Jupiter, Mercury, Mars, and Saturn, uh, metal, wood, fire, uh, earth, 
and air, I believe. So it was just, you know, there's a lot of re repeats of uh, very specific things. And they kind of go into different textiles that were used in this area. So that just, that gave me a little bit of confidence as far as like, when I was thinking about all of these like salmon pink and turquoise stuff, mm -hmm. wondering how they would have these these kinds of vibrant colors. I just felt like it would be a little more muted, especially like a farming community. And yeah. so that's what I was looking for is data to kind of back up that that perspective. Um, but there's just really interesting textiles like uh, silk arm protectors uh, that you can kind of look at that were found and you can still see the vibrant pigment in a lot of them. And the woven tapestries and such are like stunning to look mm -hmm. at. So mm -hmm. as a, as a, person who has a friend who's an archaeologist i just kind of geeked out and started to really kind of get into the excitement of it uh this was a really well written article with a lot of figures and a lot of decorative things but i really felt like most all of the patterns and silk things that i was looking at wouldn't be in a farming community again that was to kind of support that and i also found one of the thing in google's arts and culture section uh for the museum of ethnic costumes for beijing institute uh which shows again more uh ancient Chinese textiles. The title of it is called a glimpse, a glimpse into ancient Chinese textiles. And it shows how they wove fabric, but then they also created like these beautiful, um, like, uh, 3d style images almost of just like weaving like horses onto it. It's, it's genuinely mind blowing how beautiful and it is, but it is That's not, cool. it's not salmon colors at all. So I think I might actually tweet these links or something because, okay. um, I, they're they really are beautiful and it's it's definitely fun for at least I think it's fun to learn about um, these types of things like you can for the our Google one like as you're scrolling down it has all of this like you're just kind of zooming in and looking at these different textiles and you can see just how much work would go into it and obviously fabrics don't last a really long time yeah so for us to still be able to see some of what we're seeing um, is pretty neat. That's pretty, cool. pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. The, so. the, before we head on to uh, the comment section, you were talking about the, was it the headband and then looking up like, you know, how it was changing and the anatomy of the hawks oh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you know how they decided when to show that and how many times to show that? Um, this is going to be a joke, isn't it? Oh no. <laughs> it was on an ad hoc basis. All right. We're moving <laughs> on to comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Let's take a look at some of the comments uh, from this week's videos. Uh, or you can find them on Discord or anywhere. Twitter. Twitter or anywhere. anything that somebody is uh, commenting on what we do. Um, I'll go first. This is from Ryan. Um, and this was on the Mulan video. Ryan says, Cinema Sins. Blood is always difficult for a nomad to carry. Me. False. I am always carrying several <laughs> pints of blood with me all the time. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, I almost well picked done. that right one. Right to Aaron's heart. Well done. Literally. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, well, we kind of talked about... I had a taught one, which I thought was great. I guess I'll do that one still because I liked it. It was Daniel Oliveira from The Office episode. Pretty sure someone on the B team was also tattooed after <laughs> watching this episode. <laughs> it is true. Good call. I that was Good really catch. cool. Just once again, just yeah, just the BTS listeners showing up, showing up, showing up. I love so much. Today, uh, the one that I chose, uh, I chose two um, from Mulan. First of all, 
bidet to my fellow critters mm-hmm. who caught the outtake from Critical Role for Mulan, the very final outtake. Um, even I knew that, that one, and I don't even watch Critical Role, but I knew that was Mercer for sure. Yeah, you can tell Matt Mercer's voice. It's this, mm-hmm. it's this epic, crazy moment in the game where something amazing happens, where a sword is sinking down into molten lava, and so it was just like this perfect, perfect. thing. Yeah. So I wanted to obviously shout out to my my fellow critters, but the comment that I'm focusing on is from I think her name is Dejaria. Um, gonna get that wrong. She's uh, ref- referencing the sin where um, here's a confusing moment when Mulan and whatever his name is are getting into a competitive bit of pointy thing practice. And she says, I'm assuming she, based on the picture, I shouldn't do that. They say that pointy thing is called a naginata, Jeremy. Okay, I'm not Jeremy, but thank you for telling me. And uh, <laughs> it is a pole weapon and one of several varieties of traditionally made Japanese blades which were originally used by samurai class of Japan as well as foot soldiers and warrior monks, which is cool, but they were Chinese. So I don't know if they just like that, that, that matters. Like, was that, a, was that a sin waiting to happen that there is a mix? Of, I don't know. I thought you were going to say, which is cool, but we still would have said it the same way anyway. Cause it's funny. <laughs> I definitely would have, I wouldn't change how it was written. That's that true. was hilarious. That was definitely hilarious. Uh, very nice. Let's head on to beyond the sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've checked out recently. Um, Danae's going to kick us off this week. Cool. I keep forgetting to do this, so please forgive me, but I uh, guested on a podcast recently called An Englishman and Irishman Go to the Movies, um, which you can listen to on any podcast player that you have. Um, but I guested on, I think they've released multiple episodes since, but I guested on episode 22, Life, the Universe, and Elf Rething. Um, this was us talking about the movie I Elf already love around them. Christmas time. I already love them for that title. <laughs> I love you all. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what I And they I got Danae call... to watch a movie for a podcast. Yeah, amazing. right? Imagine that. I already had watched it. That helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, if you ever... If you enjoy bunny trails and me derailing conversation for two hours, this is the show for you. Um, I learned a lot. I learned about cussing uh, properly and I learned about phrases and it was just a fun conversation. It very much felt like just sitting down with friends and chatting about uh, uh, what we liked about Elf. There's a little bit of talk about stuff happening in, in the world of movie making as well. Um, this is, uh, uh, it was a really fun time. Again, it's called an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies. And thank you again to Sean and Ian for having me on the show. Jonathan, what about you? Um, so I finally watched, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 and what'd you think? Um, so I, I don't know why, I mean, I was planning on watching this on Christmas and then we just had other stuff going on, so we didn't get around to it. And, um, then I heard, all the stuff about it, including Aaron, like letting us know some stuff on Slack about it. And so I was less interested in watching it and not so much because people were saying it was bad, but because sometimes that almost has a worse effect. It's like Mm -hmm. you almost forgive it because, you know, everybody else said it was bad. So you're kind of nicer to it. Yeah. Were Uh, you able to lower your expectations enough? That was not a problem here. Um, I hated this movie so much. <laughs> oh, really? It's so bad. It's oh, so bad. It is, Man. Like, and, I, and, and it's like you have to watch it. Like I don't know how to describe how terrible it is. And 
I do not get, I felt like Danae watching this movie because I do not normally get like irked at a movie, but like I got full on pissed off at this <gasps> movie several times. Um, there is, I guess because it's only been out a couple weeks. I know a lot of people have seen it. I know that I know this person's in the trailer, but I will be nice and not spoil anything here, but there is a return of a character that is handled so poorly and in possibly like like the worst way you could imagine in, in so much that it makes your main character because of her like like doesn't seem to care about certain things that have happened it makes you kind of hate wonder woman <laughs> sure no. it, or at wow. least absolutely it, at least be very disappointed in wonder woman and the idea that she has to like learn a lesson from this is just beyond insulting like i mean it's just it's ridiculous like oh my god that just made me so that just that whole that whole plot line made me mad um kristen wig is is quite good in this but they sideline her uh for this max lord character it, which is the least interesting storyline in the entire movie. And 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 I got to say, Pedro Pascal is terrible in this movie. I don't know if that's him or the writing, but he is awful. And Kristen Wiig's character is so much more interesting. Her her storyline is so much more interesting. Although I will say it did kind of... I, I, I had a hard time buying her antagonism towards Diana. Um, yeah, Because totally. Diana was so nice to her. Sure. I, that that whole thing, but that but there was I think there's a really interesting story there with that character's motivations that could have it just could have been a lot more interesting than the than the typical like guy wants to take over the wants to have all the power in the world. Um, this movie also the other thing about this is people that are defending it. I can't wait till we send this movie because I can really get into depth on some of this stuff. But um, the people that are defending this movie, one thing I've heard, which I don't care, like what you like. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking. Yeah, that, I was but just going to say that. I like in, yeah. in, anybody who likes this movie, cool. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad yeah, you do. Absolutely. I always want to say that. I always want to say that. Yeah. One defense that confuses me though is that I've heard a lot of people say that we bitch a lot about that. You know, superhero movies now are too dark, and that this is more comic booky and fun. And once we get that, we can. Like, first off, even if that is the case, that can still be a bad movie. See sure. Superman three. Which this movie reminded me a lot of Superman 3, by the way. In fact, so much that in that opening, not the opening opening, which is terrible, but the opening 1984 sequence, I was half expecting to see like robotic penguins mm -hmm. uh, walking down the street, <laughs> like at the yeah. like in the opening to Superman 3. Yeah. But um, but also I don't even agree with that. This movie is so fucking bleak. Like it is dark as hell. The assumptions this movie makes about humanity is yes. some of the darkest assumptions I've yes. ever seen a movie make. But it, but kind of like Horrible Bosses, which is an interesting parallel to this, it it doesn't know how to do that in an interesting way, and it tries to make it this kind of fun, yeah, what people are calling more of a comic book movie, which the contrast of that will make your head explode. Yeah. Like, this movie is so depressing. <laughs> Every decision it makes is terrible. On so many levels. The action scenes are forgettable, like... There's just nothing going on there. I love I love the people involved in this. I love Gal. Me too. Me too. I love Patty Jenkins. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what the fault is when all is said and done, but this movie is a disaster. Like, I mean, the definition of a disaster. It's I saw worse movies in 2020, but this might be like the most disappointing, the most irritating for some reason. Yeah. Well, um, the disappointment is part of the irritation. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's just such an infuriating. Like you said, you you brought a good point. Like the things this movie has to say about us is just is so dark. Yeah. Um, I I uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I, I have, I have said my piece on this, so I'm not going to go on and on about like, I, yeah. you know, uh, on Sif pop podcast, I, I went through a litany of things in our spoiler cast of just, you know, but it is, it is one of those movies where it's like, maybe I was just too hard on it the first time I'll watch it a mm-hmm. second time. Uh, and I watched it with my family the second time. I was like, Nope, I was too easy on it. This movie <laughs> is even worse than I thought it was when I'm paying more attention. The more attention you pay to this movie, the worse it gets. It almost oh. makes me wish there were some sort of like website or YouTube channel that would like you could list like all the things yeah. wrong with the movie and make jokes about it and just like tally up like all the things wrong with them because this movie needs a YouTube channel like that. Uh, I wish one existed. But, but who um, came up? I want to know who came up with the idea of that character return, like the concept of that. I just want to know. And then and then a bunch of people were like, man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> a bunch of people were like, thumbs up. This, that this is, is amazing. I couldn't even like. I'm just like, just the fact that that character needed to return was a negative for me. It's just like it. It not only undercuts the first movie. It it completely it completely plays a role in in Diana's character that makes mm-hmm. no sense about her. That after you know sixty years or whatever, like I'm just I. I, I have to quit talking because I've already yeah, done this. And, and I've then, already and invested Christ, this emotional the energy. The Kristen Wiig thing upset me too because I think she's like she's so interesting in this movie. She's given a very different performance than she yeah. normally does. Yeah. And she's and you're just like Kristen Wiig is a comic book villain. That's weird, but it totally works. But it's, then it's, they just sideline her. Yeah, I also want to know spot. though. I don't know if you talked about this, but the other the the last thing I'll say is. I don't care if you don't have like a bunch of 80s crap in your 80s movie. Like, I don't care about that. But when you call a movie 1984, I feel like like that's in your title. Yeah. I feel like that's probably important or germane. <laughs> right. Yes. Why that's is this point. movie set in the 80s? Like there's like yeah. you don't even notice it except every now and then somebody's got like an old time okay. magazine. So uh, far be it for me. But this is about to happen. I'm going to defend the movie just a second. I know why it's set in the 80s, but I don't okay. know why you put 1984 and it's set in the 80s because the theme of this movie is about greed. The theme of this okay. movie is about the That's idea fair. of what, getting everything you ever wanted and not seeing what it costs you. That's the theme that of this today, movie too, though. Well, but it's what the 80s are no- like the excess, the yeah, idea of excess. It's what that decade's known for. But um, but yes, but you to list totally 1984, forget it's in the 80s, right? You right, totally yeah, forget it's totally, in the 80s, yeah. though. That's the other thing. It doesn't it doesn't hold any value to the movie itself. And as mentioned in my letterbox review, if you're going to mention 1984 and you don't mention the world champion Detroit Tigers, I'm sorry, you've <laughs> lost. You've lost. Me. There's uh, like this one random shot, like where uh, they're at that guy. They go to that guy's house to find out about the stone, and he's just putting away these random magazines. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a Time magazine or Newsweek or something, and it's got this wrestler from that. I can't remember who it is at this point, but it's yeah. somebody. For, it's a storyline from that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is set in the 80s. Like I had totally <laughs> forgotten this movie was in the uh, 80s. And like I said, I didn't need Rubik's cubes and shit in my face. I don't. I didn't need the wedding yeah. singer, but yeah. I just. It was just crazy that they made such a point to title the movie that, but that's the least of this movie's Tanae, do you think you'll ever watch it? Do you think you'll ever get around to watching Wonder Woman 1984? As Not much anymore. as we hate it? <laughs> you might, who knows? You might like it. I'm you just like, I don't know. I'm nah. just, I, I'd be I'll really curious. It. I will leave it on what I saw the first time and, and yeah. left. 
Yeah, that's good. I will say, I will admit, the first movie, I do like the first movie. I do not love the first movie. Um, I think the second half of the first movie is not very good. But the first movie has some amazing sequences in it. And it also does, it does the character of Wonder Woman justice. Yeah. Um, that I no love Man's the stuff Land with scene. Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. Huh? The No Man's Land scene and just oh, the yeah, thematics that's, of that's that. What I'm saying. It's just, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so amazing. I did rewatch Birds of Prey though recently. And I think undoubtedly that is my favorite DCEU movie. I've it's decided good, right? it. And it might even be, I mean, I liked it the first time, but it was just, but it, I liked it even more the second time. And I, I it think might it's even good. be the best. Like it might even be my, in my opinion, the best DCEU movie. It's which, sneaky good. It's on my best. Yeah. It's on my list of the best of the year. Uh, I put it in yeah, my top it's 41. Really good. I um, highly recommend watching that again before you watch <laughs> Wonder Woman or just watch Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, Hell, uh, watch Aquaman. I don't care about <laughs> anything. Speaking of 1984, literally the same year. Nice. Uh, we uh, always do this. Uh, as uh, as 1984. Uh, I'm going to talk about Cobra Kai season uh, three. Now, of course, season three is set more modern times, but Karate Kid was 1984. Oh, so you've actually watched the show. I did not know that. Okay, go on. So, yeah, so season three of Cobra Kai came out. I binged it, I think, the day it came out. Um, I am in love with this show. I I was thinking today, there is something going on in entertainment that I think I'm really attracted to. People talk about cinematic universes, and I think that's appropriate because of what Marvel has done, that you think of it as a cinematic universe. But I actually don't think that's the magic of what Marvel has done. I don't think it's a cinematic universe, I, what I think it is, is canon unification. The idea of taking this bigger world and unifying it into one place. And the canon unification that happened in Mandalorian Season 2 um, is just really beautiful stuff. With taking the stuff from you know Rebels and different Star Wars property properties and bringing it all into Mando in a way that makes sense, feels right, feels good, and you lo- you know like there's an energy to it. Honestly, that's what the Avengers did because they had the other movies first. That's what people forget. You know, they had Thor and Captain America and Iron Man. You know, they had these movies first. And then the Avengers, yes, it's a cinematic universe, but it unifies the canon of those characters in a a way that makes sense and is interesting. And that's what Cobra Kai is doing with Karate Kid. It is taking Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid 2, Karate Kid 3, and it's unifying that canon in a really interesting and fun way. And the stuff they do in season three is no different. And there's plenty of this show that is cheesy. There's plenty about this show that is predictable. Uh, There is plenty about this show that is repetitive. It continues to do kind of the same love triangle, mentor triangle, you know, kind of stuff. But at the same time, I just eat it up, man, because of the the canon unification stuff where it's like, I remember that from Karate Kid 2. You know, um, there is Okinawa stuff in season three, not to spoil, you know, like a a ton of stuff. But um, but yeah, so I just it got me thinking about the fact that what I what I'm loving in modern pop culture is not like revisiting stuff. Like the nostalgia is fine, but when you can add that extra layer of like canon exploration and unification, that's where I really get excited. And I think um, I think Karate uh, Kid is really doing that with Cobra Kai. Yeah, and they it, it like I've only seen the pilot. I recently watched the pilot. Finally, mm-hmm. I've finally come in around to this, and I'm definitely going to wa- keep watching because um, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. And yeah. and and I'm sure it gets better because the pilot definitely suffers from some piloty kind of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I was a shocked at how good Zapka is. Mm-hmm. Billy Zapka is great. Yeah, 
he's awesome. Like he's actually given a full on performance. And I, and I feel like the show, it's interesting, at least from what I saw in the pilot, I feel like the show, at least maybe the first season is kind of addressing, not only maybe it might even be a little personal for him because I mean that his, he got kind of typecast. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, in that bully role, like, you know, that's how you, most people remember Zapka from the 80s. He was a bully in so many different movies, not just Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, stuff like Just One of the Guys and, you know, ton of those. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of interesting how it kind of feels almost personal. Um, and the idea of like playing around with the archetype of like seeing it from his perspective and being like, maybe he was kind of wronged, you know, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe Daniel wasn't completely innocent. One of my favorite parts Um, of the Cobra Kai thing is the idea that, that Daniel is kind of the jerk in, in many ways, even in that movie, like he did steal his girlfriend, not in a very cool way, you know, like it's, yeah. So it's. I don't know. It's it's you know again. Let, he, let let me just say this because I know I have these mental things that happen. Yeah, I understand the way I I phrased that was yeah. very ownership oriented. That's just a phrase I, that did people you see use. My eyebrow. Arc? No, I didn't. I, I had it internally when I said it. And Let's so, just, yeah, he, I know what you meant. Like, I he mean, ruins that relationship. I yeah, should say. Yeah, he ruins a relationship. Mm-hmm. You could you could argue. I mean, you could argue that she was not going to stay with Johnny, but but regardless, like he steps right. in. He, he does some he, very not cool things yes. to their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm really excited to keep and every I mean, everybody just loves it. So I'm really, I think they just had a story to tell. I think they actually had a story to tell. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's working for everybody. It also helps there's only like ten episodes and they're yeah. like twenty five minutes. That's also nice. <laughs> don't don't expect better call Saul, you know, levels yeah, of incredible yeah. things going on, but do expect fun and do expect nostalgia but, and do expect some if you like the karate kid stuff especially, or have even seen it, you know, expect some fun yeah, stuff and I there. Think like I think this works in the way that I wanted Bill and Ted face the music to work. Yeah. Like things that people were saying about Bill and Ted face the music is what I'm getting out of Cobra Kai and didn't really get out of Bill and Ted. So like you can do nostalgia based things like this and they can absolutely 100% work. This started so. as a YouTube production yep. um, and the first two seasons are from YouTube, but it is now, and it's still actually a YouTube production, I believe. I think Netflix just is mm-hmm. uh, presenting well, YouTube it. Just, I think YouTube's just not doing that anymore, right? They kind of, they, they decided not to do original series anymore. Correct. And so, yeah, so Netflix has it. All three seasons are on Netflix. Um, so feel free to check it out yeah this is definitely out of all the check it out. out of all the franchises i thought would be revitalized in this kind of way i would never have expected karate kid and it works like you know it's not only that but it actually it full-on works i'm um, just i i just saying i think it's locking in for me i think it is the idea of yeah. understanding the world enough to actually bring things together in a way that makes sense and canon unification is it's kind of one of those common mm-hmm. themes of some of my favorite no, entertainment yeah so there you go. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us at P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. Hello, that's me. <laughs> you just Did you forget uh, that you spell things? Or... D-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. <laughs> And he's at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a pocket full of tots, and myself, we will see you next week. Yeah. Happy Feast of Ass Day. (laughs) Thanks for listening. 
Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Hello, Aaron. It's going to be a great show today. Check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Hi, I'm super late to the show. I'm saying this to myself because I still haven't connected to the show. Yippee-doo! Yeah, Danae just said she was getting water or something. And so that's why you carry around all your day's water with you everywhere you go. Man, it's taken Danae a while to get some water. Yeah, it is. She must have had to, like, go to a well, like, pull up the bucket. And yeah. Surprised she even found a house that didn't have, like, running water. It's weird. I didn't know mm-hmm. those existed anymore. Yeah, well, they're pretty... Uh... <laughs> They're they're pretty old school there at the Hughes home. <laughs> I know. She's like, you know, we have an outhouse. That's how mm-hmm. we like to roll. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She they came over one time and she was like, I don't I don't even understand why what is this in house? What is what is this thing? And I was like, no, you can relieve yourself inside our home. We have a special room for it. And she was just like flummoxed. She couldn't figure it out. Uh, I had to send my wife in to help her. You know, understand you know how things work, but. I know which one I'm going to do, but there's a cesarean section day. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. That's not the one I'm doing. Healthy weight, healthy look day. Okay. Uh-huh. Inter- International kite day, national dress up your pet day, national hot pastrami sandwich day. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Organize your home day, orthodox new year, ratification day, take a missionary to lunch day, world logic day. But the one I want to do is feast of the ass which celebrates all the donkeys of the Bible. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Very nice. Okay. I like that people will hear you say, happy feast of the ass day before any context. <laughs> and then all the yeah. context will be in the outtakes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that. All right. I got to write this down. Feast of the ass. There's something Save- that you probably <laughs> never thought you'd actually physically need to write down. This hey, is great, though. It's, so when your uh, wife comes into your office and sees yeah. that note on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> it got me to read a book that I've always wanted to read. So What a crazy content-heavy world we live in when someone has to convince you to do something you already want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, just the statement of, he got me to read a book I really wanted to read. <laughs> it's like... There's so many books on my TBR list. That's what I mean, I'm saying! Like, yeah, it's insane. That's exactly what I'm saying. How yeah. uh, how much of a content world do we live in where we need an excuse to do something we really want to do? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Just bathroom etiquette, like before people had like their own bathrooms oh, and stuff. Oh, that was messing you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Like people having like, you know, that was like a daily thing where people would sit together and yeah. talk about their day while they were relieving yeah. themselves. Of course. Shooting the shit. Yeah, that was, exactly. Yeah, that's probably where that's that, where comes that from. phrase comes from. Yeah. Unless it involves artillery they show pictures of like the communal area and it's it's horrifying <laughs> is it like that snl sketch where it's like the it's lover's like, toilet where it's like two it is kind of like that but it's more like a it's more like a stone wall and then yeah. there's just holes like there's like four yeah, holes yeah. on each side right just... right across from the vomitorium i understand yeah. yeah i was i was there i get it you know until like the renaissance you know having like your own house that mm-hmm. had, you know had all this stuff in it was yeah. Was not well, common. we already we already talked in the outtakes about how the Hughes home has an outhouse still. So, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. 
Yeah, Danae's going to enjoy those outtakes. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm sorry I was late. So my kid gave me a bloody lip this week. Mm. Oh, no. So Fist? Kick? On head? purpose? Head. Yeah, it's forehead. usually head. She was just playing around and she just went, bomb and and like bust that's the first time i've ever had a busted lip yeah and just instantly i felt it split open i was like oh that does not feel good and then she kicked me in the face oh so well it's good it's good to know that your mma lessons are going well um i gotta go i gotta go get a band-aid oh dude (laughs) you are you are bleeding a lot yeah i had I, i scratched something a scab what? or something. What the I accidentally fuck is scratched happening? myself and now there's blood all over my desk. <laughs> I, I bleed a lot. Oh, God, what? We got I'm an air purifier, Danae. Oh, wow. And I, I, here I was about to tell you how I decided to get rid of my plants. Look, look at our adult <laughs> conversations. So, Aaron, how are you? Great, Danae. I have an air purifier. Danae, Wonderful. My house plants. Air purifier for him. You are drunk. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my alcohol breath, all I have <laughs> to do is go over to the air purifier and be like, <laughs> nobody will know. Nobody will know. <laughs> it's really cool, though, because the little light on it changes colors. Yeah. <laughs> based yeah. on how like pure things are. Uh-huh. So I farted on it. Oh my God, shut <laughs> up. Shut up. And it went, it went red <laughs> for a split second. No, you're not serious. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> what happened? You don't want to know. You, no, you do not want to know. What is going on today? Well, you're bleeding out, uh, for one. <laughs> yeah, my, and my internet just decided to go out. And I Your internet is know. puttering out. You're bleeding out. Your internet's going out. And Danae has to go out to the outhouse. Uh, a lot of, <laughs> lot of outs. A lot of outs. Welcome to Behind Sorry. the... Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. guess what? Guess what, Aaron? It wasn't you. It wasn't me. But <laughs> at the same time, I just got a, we got a Slack notification that Commercial Sins is about to go live. Yeah. <gasps> Why did it become a haunted house all of a sudden? <laughs> 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 Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 